exactly every one of the top 40 records being played on every radio station in the United States is a communication to the children to take a trip, to cop out, to groove. The psychedelic jackets on the record albums have their own we don't want you to smoke genetically modified ganja. We want you to smoke the real thing. We want you to smoke the natural herb. Some call it marijuana. Some call it sensimedia. Some call it lamb's bread. And some people call it... Welcome to another edition of the Adam Dunn Show. I am your host, Adam Dunn. And I have a full show today, amazingly enough. And none of the original people that were supposed to be on the show are here. So it's one of those classic Adam Dunn style shows. Uh, we were originally going to have Grow Life on, our latest sponsor. And uh, unfortunately, it's the end of the quarter. And they're a real business. And they actually sit around and like do businessy stuff. You know what Numbers. I mean? Not like us stoner guys. Be like, end of a what? Quarter? You smoked the whole quarter? <laughs> Holy fuck. They just got that, you know? But no, they are at the end of their quarters. So they're about to, uh, they're going to come on next week. But luckily, and this is, it's always like that because, you know, we're in Denver, so fucking people show up all the time. Uh, luckily, Jesse Lopez is in town from Imperial Hemp, and he brought along uh, Alicia from... Arizona. I know. What's the name of the company? Tap Agency Tap Collective. Tap Agency Collective. And so we're going to chat with them. They're basically on the hemp tip, like I am sometimes. Sometimes I'm on the hemp tip. Sometimes I'm on the weed tip. Well, I'm always on the weed tip. But in general... Uh, we'll talk about hemp and some obviously cool shit going on all around the country because t- three years ago we were talking like, you know, here's one field, here's two fields, here's three fields, but now we're talking like there's fields everywhere and uh, quality's getting higher, you know, everything about it. So we'll chat about that. Then we got Leo from Aficionado calling in. Um, we'll chat with him for a little bit. He's got some crazy drops that he's been putting out. Um, and we will have Hazel from Emerald Cup calling in because it's coming up quick. It's only a few months away, and we're going to chat with her. And I'm sure her head's spinning because you know Hazel's in charge of all the vending and all and, the. And they're sold out. Already. And they've already, they sold out like before yeah, they even started. Boots, it was like literally like a like a boy band concert or something. Sold out. Yeah. Like wow, really? That many people? Well, last year's event was amazing. So they close, did great get closer, Mike. I said last there you year's go. event. Fat was, Joe uh, style. See, look how much good. better it sounds. <laughs> it sounds so much. I was better. leaning back. You've never that. been called Fat Joe yeah. before. Right? Oh, every <laughs> in my life growing up. But uh, I bet. I yeah. bet. But Hazel does a good job with that event, so I can see why her head is uh, about to explode, I'm sure. I'm sure. And then we have uh, Thunderfudge calling in later and uh, give us a little lowdown on... He, he's got you know, he's, he's got a lot of history, um, and he's got some... He's going to give me what, I, what I've heard. I'm not sure we haven't talked about it yet, but uh, give a little bit about the Lemon Larry kind of history a little bit. Because that, that kind of went kind of haywire, that particular yeah. strain, I think. Yeah. Because I, I, I don't think I've ever even seen the real one. Because I know what I got just fucking drove me nuts. I so. saw some stuff at the last Emerald Cup that was pretty amazing, and I believe it was the same thing. And it was just oh. well, yeah. And he's he'll he'll give us a little history on that. Of course, four twenty calling in James from man on James Bean, man on the scene, calling in at four twenty as usual. Last time he called me at four twenty, wasn't even on the show, and it was just like this guy was on point. For once in his life, he called me exactly at the right time. Yep. I was like, dude, I'm not even doing the show today. You're not listening to it, obviously, but he is now. Yeah. So, um, well, cool. And then uh, before we start, let's ask because we didn't see you last week or me. I mean, I wasn't. None of us were here last week, right? 
Um, how did everything go? Good. Yeah, it was yeah, good. Okay, I, I, no problems. Yeah. Why oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you had to go. To do- it was doctors. And it was a doctor's and thing, yeah. and then yeah, then ended up being. Oh, all was good. it a lie? Was this a lie? You're just trying to get. It. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> no it was doctor stuff, and it, and it ended up being all good. Oh, good. Yep. That's so. always a good thing. For sure. So, um, we, yeah, we're back in town, and this is getting close. Okay, so next next week we will be in October, and the whole month of October we're going to be focusing on one of our latest sponsors. Mr. Ron Wallace from the Wow uh, Formula, Mr. Giant Pumpkin Guy himself. You know who I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, yeah, this guy's the man. You know the Giant Pumpkin Guys? Yes. Okay, so this guy, Ron Wallace, he's now sponsoring the show, and he's didn't win this year, unfortunately, but he was two years ago. He was a world record holder at that point, and he just is always that, that he's, like, in the top three at all times. And that's it's such a highly competitive thing, the whole pumpkin deal, and it's a... Uh, it's so different than cannabis because cannabis is so useful and pumpkins are so useless, but, but, they, but they have so many crossover things too. It's like, you know, obviously, you know, it's about growing the biggest sometimes, but we want, we're going for the best. I mean, cannabis people, fuck the biggest, we want the best. But, you know, still we're all enamored by big. Like if you see a giant plant, you're like, holy fuck, that's a big plant. Now everybody's spoiled, so they see a big plant. They're like, it's all mids, bro, it sucks. You know, it's like, it's all big. It's like, okay, okay, everybody who didn't have giant plants five years ago, but now all of a sudden it's like nothing. Like yeah. a 20-foot plant, it's all mids, bro. All the organ guys. Yeah, and it's, uh, I mean, those guys kill it. Yeah, it's massive out there. Uh, the last trip I was out there, I saw a 22-foot uh, diameter mm-hmm. by like 18 feet tall, and it was like a, I think, 18 pounder or something ridiculous. Yeah, that's like peaking it out yeah. at that point. I mean, that's pretty much. They're like the Mullenbimmi Madness is like about the biggest plant out there, and that's like a 20 footer. Yeah. So it seems to be like that's the peak that we can get to. It's awesome to see though. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. it's like when you're on a 10 foot ladder and then you're like not even close to the top. It's like holy. Well, I'm shit. sure that I'm sure that pumpkin. Tastes like shit, even though it's like a massive, huge pumpkin. But at the same time, well, like, you still want to grow this it. big batch of weed. May not be the best, but it is still beautiful to see. Well, now we can make ash out of it. Stuff. Yeah, so exactly. it's like fuck how big the plant is. We're just looking at the extract. Little, how's the trikes? Yeah. Um, but no, those pumpkins grow fifty pounds a day at certain points. Like when they're peaking out, that's up crazy. to fifty, fifty-five pounds in a day. So you're just like, damn, that's like small child every day <laughs> just yeah. growing on this thing so and not even a baby yeah so it's like um anyway we're gonna have him on the show i think weekly is the plan i don't know if we'll be able to pull it off but i want to get like the kind of i think it's even to the point where he's actually you know he's already harvesting everything so it won't be like we'll be able to follow him up to the thing but i just want to have him on weekly because it's that month you know what i mean october is all pumpkin month so we'll have him on for a whole show but i'm just gonna have little snippets and then, um, of course, you know, Halloween coming up, too. It's one of the, it's my favorite month. That's the only thing about it. It's like usually, you know, you harvest your weed and, and then in that month. And, and then you got Halloween right after that. Yeah. It's back to back. Can't beat it, right? Yeah, it's always the best month for me. Gourds. 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 Gourds on gourds. We're going to do a haunted house in here. Are you? Well, yeah, we have, a gl- we have a glass. Uh, we're going to do a glass show. We have, at this point in time, we've already got, hmm, let me see. I think I can even pull I could probably pull it up. Got a shitload of artists already, and uh, let's see. How else I guess see. We got uh, Voorhees, Worm, Pogo, what I'm wearing, Lunchbox, Jeremiah, Christian Luginger, uh, Brain Freeze, uh, Merck, Pedro, uh, or sorry, Graham, not Pedro. Sorry, say his real name. Oh no, uh, Dina, Dogfish, and Fish. At this point in time, that's how many artists we have right now. We have more. I think three more already confirmed. I don't know who they are exactly. 
That's full. But they're coming. So it's going to be cool. Yeah. It's going to be a big show. Did you run out of room on the flyer? <clears throat> I haven't even thought about the flyer yet, but it's going to be just, yeah, it's going to be the one you have to go because all these names are, are also good names. And then on top of that, um, we're going to force you to go through the haunted house to see the show. So it's and, like uh, meaning you got to pay for it. So it's even better. It's like every, the best show ever. You just go pay me to go look at the shit. So at least I know I'm making <laughs> some money. But, you know, in Haunted House fashion, in Stoner yes. Haunted House fashion, you will get your 10 bucks worth. I guarantee you. It's going to be one of those things. Plus, well, to like, be able to hang out with you for a little bit. So, Well, I don't know. I mean, I can be dressed up as anything. It's one of those things, too. You don't even know if you're hanging out. How are you going to hide the beard? No, there's plenty of costumes that can hide the beard. I might even shave it. I've, I've been known to just go, who cares? It's Halloween. I'll fucking do it. I did it last year. I did it last year for the Joker. And I actually did it a little bit before, but then I was like, eh, might as well keep it and then use that. And then, you know, once you've got makeup and no beard, you're, you've got it covered. Anyway, Haunted House Glass Show is going to be a six-day event from the 20, I believe, what would that be, 22nd to the 31st, something like that? No, that'd be 8th, 9th, I don't know, whatever, 23rd, something like that. In that week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, boom, just in a row every day. Cranking out like a, just like all those other haunted houses, but way more fun. Leaf blower will be utilized. Yes, I guarantee it. That's yeah. one of my favorites. <laughs> so nice. I mean, that's that's pretty much the whole win. Like, no, oh, no that's it. Win, win on that. When you when all the smoke is weed, it's way better haunted house because yes. all those haunted houses are is a big fucking smoke fest usually because you walk through you can't see shit, yeah. and they got the smoke machine going off. But if it was, and then everybody's brain is going, man, if that was just weird, yeah. you know, so we'll, well, we'll you know what, it, it's, we'll a, make it it's a little different to have the actual just haunted house than a sesh or like a little party. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's more fun. Everybody gets to dress up, walk through, get scared, the whole thing. And yeah. plus you're going to have like, shout out to Mert, uh, one of my favorite pieces and artists. Everybody else on there is awesome, but yeah. uh, definitely got a shout out to him. Right. No, it's, and, and like I said, there's three more confirmed and then a bunch more kind of because everybody wants to say i only want one or two pieces i don't want yeah. people to give me a whole show and then down here when you turn all these lights off perfect black light spot so i'm going to set this all up nice yeah it'll be nice yep should be cool so if you're in town on those days end of the if you're in denver come on through check that out um, also got a show from puke and beagle on the 13th which is next friday right no no two fridays sorry two fridays from now Two, mm, yeah, yeah, two yep. Fridays. Um, so if you're in town, and Puke and Beagle's just crushing it right now with all their, uh, they got every kind of possible nail combo that you ever wanted, and um, they're going to be doing all firsts here, and it's a one day, so it'll be a pretty good show. Wow! Because at first they wanted, they said, oh yeah, we could do all seconds, and I was like, that's not a show. I can't have a seconds. So they said, oh, well, we can do one day. We can't keep it, leave anything. I was like, that's even better. So. Got to be here on the day. There's no show after that. It's just a one day. Poof. Hit and run, hit and run. Yeah. So tell us. So let's get into hemp now. Let's start talking hemp. First of all, I know your story pretty well. So, I mean, yeah. we can go back and forth. Um, just met Alicia, and I realized that you guys actually only met, you said, seven months ago. Is that meeting, or that's just starting working? We together? started working together seven yeah, so you guys weeks actually, ago. Well, seven we, weeks ago, even. Yeah, even we, we started a, a guys company, weight. and uh, basically with my side of things, um, dealing with a large portion of the hemp industry and facilitating the actual like structure of how we're going to utilize it in America is really hard. And right now... With the industry going the way that it is, I'm getting like literally over 100 communications, whether it's email, phone calls, text messages, and people are trying to now, they're figuring out, well, whoa, I guess the cannabis industry is not just marijuana. And now the opening of the industrial side is happening. So 
I need somebody to kind of filter and go through these things. And Alicia has an amazing uh, talent and knack for that. And so that's what the TAP agency is essentially, is uh, a filter system that will sustain itself through our network of individuals by developing those businesses and making sure that we keep a closed loop system uh, and, and really push forward with it. So it's a real collective model where multiple businesses will be working together to sustain it and make sure that we start adding validity to hemp. We got the mm -hmm. proof on marijuana. We have everybody who's excited about that, but let's start using building materials and plastics and doing what we've been talking about forever. Yeah, and it's great. Isn't it like a, isn't it kind of awesome when you finally get to see American made hemp yeah. products and you're like, oh wow, this is so, yeah. you know, it's starting yeah. to, and it's going to happen like a watershed moment where, you know, we actually have like tonnage of materials to work with and we have products that are viable. Because it's the hardest part is like in Holland when, when I worked for Hempflax, their only product that really worked was their horse bedding. Yeah. And it was kind of like, well, okay, well, you looked at it, it was like, there's nothing there. It's just broken up hemp. And you're like, okay, well, that's, that's pretty easy of a product as far as, uh, you know, like you could, you just had to bail it up. Uh, but at the same time, uh, it was also super expensive compared to what it was trying to compete with. And that's kind of the, the hardest part where if you, uh, if you uh, uh, come out with something that's two to three times as expensive, it better work two to three yeah. times as good. Which that did. You know, luckily, luckily, as horse betting, it lasted. That you could show on paper that it was worth it. Yeah. But they only could sell it to like the royal family or something. You know what I mean? Because people are just like, it's expensive. And now it's as funny as that is. Uh, Germany is now putting together a huge like hemp bedding company just made for pets in different capacities they're even looking at the potential of actually creating like hemp beds for dogs like the current dog beds mm -hmm. that they have their cushions but alter that out of the actual hemp plant so mm -hmm. there's a lot of modifications and things like you said we, we need to bring back the the reality of what hemp is not there's always that conversation with jack's book and all the other stuff that's out there that you know Hemp can be these things. Well, it is these things. It's not right. a can be. We're just the only industrialized country who doesn't utilize it. And that's the biggest hard downfall when we see, you know, the things like that are going on with just Earth right now in nature. Mm -hmm. Those are little things that we can start to decrease just by decreasing the carbon, by adding a plant that breathes it better. Well, just growing it, first yeah. of all. And that's the cool part about it is that you're, so, you're, you're sequestering CO2 just by the growth of it, you know what I mean, first of all, because plants are sucking it in, mm -hmm. everything's going to, it's going to town. But at the end, it's locking it up in carbon and being able to then be used in whatever product it goes down, this, down you know, from that point on. And hemp just is really, and that's the cool part about when I got involved is that I was just like, this thing seems pretty amazing, you know what I mean? But it hadn't been proven, and that was Jack's whole point of his $100,000 challenge to the world was, you know, the only way to, to figure it out is to do it. Mm -hmm. So it was almost like he was tricking you to say, like, you know, okay, well, prove me wrong means you need to fucking, first of all, you got to legalize it. Then you got to grow it, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? And then you got to process it. Yeah. And we're at that weird phase now where we've been growing enough to maybe actually make something for once, but even at that point... If it turned into something really uh, productive, we'd probably run out of hemp pretty fast, too. That, that is exactly why it is so important for us to start to work with the legislators and start working with the corporations so we can understand what their need is, what the demand is for that. Obviously, like for us in the regular world, we want to see it happen because of the, the actual beneficial uh, attributes. But beyond those attributes, 
we really need to be focused in on fixing the current companies that are doing the negative side of things that mm -hmm. are uh, what we are always talking about, you know, with global warming and all these pollutants and all this other stuff. Well, I understand big business needs to rip people off. Like, I totally get it. I've been in business for years. I've seen the companies come and go in this industry, and I've seen everything from night and day happen in front of my face. And the unfortunate side is, is these companies that are out there do want to profit off of their greed and want to go after that greedy mentality. And what becomes the issue with that is that they continue to cycle and perpetuate the negative. Well, we can replace those additives, those substitutions, and make them a better product, and then they can still get that same dollar or even more because now they can write that little silly sticker that says sustainable on it. Yeah, and, and when it's U.S. made and it's got the backing of, like, all of a sudden, you know, farmers and they trickle down. I mean, it, per, it is the perfect formula. We know that. Um, now it's just utilizing it, yeah. getting it in the right hands. Um, what, have you been, what have you been seeing since, uh, I mean, I know you and I have kind of, we get the same phone calls from people all the time, looking for a farm, we're doing this. And every time it's like, you know, the... Seed is the issue. Yeah. It's the number one issue. Have you ever, have you kind of sealed that? Have you figured that out in we, the, beyond, we beyond Europe and stuff? I mean, because we, can, we can't always go to Europe and get some source and material and stuff. But. We, we actually have implemented new interstate uh, rules that will be being pushed forward on the new batch of legislation so that states can actually work with other states. Right now, it's a basic Still. don't cross that county lines because we don't want to get busted with the feds. But when I had that conversation with them, I go, hey, you guys wrote a marijuana legislation. You've already butted heads with the feds. Like, I don't understand why you're not going to then go that little step further. Because at the current time, if the DEA wants to kick in any of our doors, they absolutely can. It's not mm -hmm. federal. Mm -hmm. But if we know that, and we've already gone forth, and we've done the $5.5 billion taxation in this state, and we can prove those taxations upon other states, then it's the requirement for these individuals to start writing that mandate and saying, hey, Colorado should be able to transport this to Arizona, Nevada, or whatever other you yeah, know, places. Oh, no, especially the seed. And, and even the crazy part is you can't. I mean, obviously, once it's a finished product, we can move across state lines, but the raw material, for instance, I mean, you can't, like, if you're next to North Carolina and there's that decortitator right there, you can't use it if you're not a state. Even if you're, like, you know, a mile over the yeah. border, then what are you going to do? You can't move it. And, and we won't get into that specific brand or name, but yes, <laughs> I, mean, I know exactly I'm, what you're I'm talking just saying, about. I'm just using that as an example. And no, you're, you're absolutely correct. In fact, it was a, a conversation that Alicia and myself, right now, we're going through a lot of education. I'm learning a lot of what she does. She's learning a lot of what I do. do and uh, it's a lot for both of us to entail. And, and that was one of the exact questions she had for me was, why don't we have this? And I said, well, because unfortunately the only decortication machine that we have isn't running and it's not processed anything. It actually has like the components to turn it on like laying on the floor next to it instead of like inside of it working. And those are the issues that we as the hemp community are really combating. A large portion of the hemp community, which you can contest to this, is the old hippies who are like, man, it needs to be this way. And we're like, yeah, we, we see it. But uh, the guys like yourself and myself who have seen it beyond that. I mean, Hoodlam is in uh, uh, amazing stores now. Uh, Hoodlam is a brand that I love to wear. I love to represent. Uh, it is something that we should not just only have one company doing. Not to say that you need a bunch of competition. Yeah, that's all we need is one company. <laughs> no, but in reality, I 100% agree. But I that, always, that answers the question that you just had. We will run out of those things unless we start to create that interstate mm -hmm. commerce and unless we start to create the ability for these uh, current farmers to start to get another uh, form of, of subsidy. So the, the state that you're in can say, oh, you want to transition out of cotton? You want to transition out of these other things? 
here is a taxation benefit and credit from our state that you can receive at the end of the year, and those are the implementations that we're working. Unfortunately, it's not like as easy as it was with administering hemp on the last line of the bill for this state. <laughs> you know what I mean? If it was that easy, we would have uh, definitely moved forward. We finally just sealed the deal with uh, New Mexico. So uh, HB uh, 0144 just finally got approval. We are signed off by the governor uh, and my partner, uh, Cedar uh, Ortega and myself and our company uh, Screaming Eagle Cannabis is now going to be the first hemp farm for that state. So we are looking at implementing a, the first plot will be like a 20 acre little lot so we can get the, the growing cycle. And that and bill is a, a, just a hemp specific? or It is hemp industry specific. Okay. So we are establishing it so that they can have a decorticator in time. Right. And so does that exclude CBD? No. Um, they still allowed for CBD, but they effectively want to see what it is that we're constantly talking about with the building materials, with the hemp battery, for example. Those sure. are the things that they want to really start to uh, dive into and, and have their state backing those types of products. The reason for that is this, uh, the New Mexico State University has a, a, a professor that's working there right now who is very hemp friendly. Mm -hmm. And so he has his friends, we plays golf for whatever, you know, tea time with, and uh, they've all now worked together in trying to incorporate this. So we have quite a bit of backing uh, in the financial realm, as well as the businesses who are starting to see when we can tell people like, yo, if you were just to build a simple papers factory, we can decrease like the cost of your overhead for paper because you're not paying so much for something that is being harvested so many times instead of the tree that took 30 years to get to. So those are the things that now they're starting to see. And it took me, my, my team, not just myself, uh, prim primarily Jaron, my, my main business partner, Jaron Bettison, who really dives into all the numbers. And he's the one who calculates and accumulates all these numbers and said, look at how much loss has been going on in this paper sector on an already dying industry because we don't have the paper fields to keep growing this stuff. And now that's becoming the real issue is the fact that we are missing out on nature when we have something that we can be harvesting and still give those proper nature attributes. Right. He's wordy. He's a wordy guy. He's like me. Too much competition for me. Normally, normally I'm the wordy guy around here, so you know that. Just, just so you know. I'm enjoying the silence over here. No, it's cool. So uh, before, you were telling me you were into holistic business. Is Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. And that's an interesting concept because people think of holistic as medicine. People don't think of businesses needing medicine, but I think a lot of them are sick. There's a lot of sick businesses out there, right? Yes. So yeah, there is that the concept? Like to go yeah, with? there's a concept uh, that I learned of recently that kind of encapsulates what I do, and it's from a man named Dr. Stephen Hobbs, and he's in Calgary. Mm -hmm. And he has something called the Wealth Mu Movement, W-E-L-L-T-H. And he talks about wealth being important on multiple levels, just like we are perhaps in the multiverse and we have a multiversal uh, genetics that we don't understand and DNA that we have no idea where it came from. Uh, there's a lot of ways for us to look at total wealth in a business in a purely holistic sense. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of businesses that, like Jesse said, want to switch gears and do something great for the planet. And I'm specifically an advocate for bees, you know, so mm -hmm. if it kills people or bees, and if it damages the food supply chain, it's a pretty easy line for me to draw. And it's been really nice to hear Jesse talking about sustainability so much in our conversations. Yeah, that's like been a key element in all of I mean, that's one of the things I, that's my little test thing with a lot of people because any company that 
I want to work with you. I want to do this. I want to do that. And, and then my wife and I will both ask the same question. It's like, oh, do you use any sustainable practices, whether it be whatever company it is, no matter. And then if they kind of got like, what? You know, then you're like, all right, we're probably not going to be working with them. And it's just because that's how we like to work because we think it's kind of more important than because then we see that people understand why your stuff's either more expensive or it's got like more of a focus or what, you know, why you don't do what you like. Well, I don't do that because actually we have some sort of ethic that we follow. And, uh, you know, and we get a lot of grief from people who are like, you know, going for the cheaper thing every time. And it's like kind of at the end of the day, you just get used to saying like, it's more expensive. You know what I mean? You just got to deal with it. Because yeah. like hemp, that's the biggest problem is price by yeah. far. I mean, it's been my, my hurdle as a hemp guy forever. It's always been like, so why are your hats three times as expensive as the normal hats? Like, well, because they're not made in Bangladesh by children with no fingers. You know, so that's kind of where we, you know, yeah, but they're made in China. And I'm like, yeah, but I go to the factories and they're pretty nice. And actually, they're better than the factories you yeah. would get in Alabama or something like yeah, that. Yeah, you know it, I mean? it we, upsets me so much when people downplay the hemp industry out there. Like, it's like uh, as, as primitive as possible. They're so more advanced than we are. Well, the thing is, it's also pretty small. Like, when you're actually there and you, um, I mean, it's big, but it's also a small group compared to, like, the rest of the garment. And, like, you can take, like, if you want to go jump around and shop around for different factories and you're not doing hemp, you can go pretty much gangbusters over there. You know what I mean? You, you don't have to, like, stay within a certain framework. You deal with hemp, and it's kind of mafia run in a way as far as, like, they know how much hemp is grown. Everyone knows each other. And they all kind of play off of each other. We've had this as a business for as a business owner going to do business over there for years. My partner does most of it. I only went there a few times and like was like, no, it's not my style. But it was it as cutthroat as it gets. I mean, literally, you know, after you leave the room, you find out that those guys just get back together and say like, all right, we got them this time. Boom, boom. You know, they just kind of like gang gang up on you. And so it's a hard struggle in that sense because it's real business. And, and it's and not, that is not sustainable. That is unsustainable. Yeah. And it's a strange paradox, right, that you have an industry where your heart is in sustainability, but mm-hmm. everyone's oh, yeah. giant Yeah, well, the thing about that is that luck, luckily, luckily they um, recognize that hemp is such a big thing and they keep doubling and tripling their production. So... If they didn't do that, there, there we'd have we have nothing to actually show for it. You know, what I mean, so that's kind of like where I feel like China still, like, okay, I gotta pat them on the back for it. if they didn't exist, we would have some bogus hemp from like Poland and places that would just do these really like never known for their nice fabrics kind of places compared to China, eh, kind of known for good fabric. You know what I mean? So in a way, I, I never felt bad working out of China because if you go there and you're new and you're small, you go to Vietnam. That's the new China, you know? So that's going to be, like, those conditions that you think of with, you know, way more sweat factory, you know, like little factories that are, like, super seedy and nasty, but get it to you cheap, you know what I mean? And we'll work with you on a 200 units or 300 units. But if you're in China, they're like, no, no, 50,000 units. You're like, fuck, 50. Like, the guys are making my socks that we'd order 50,000, and they laugh at us because they make a million for the, for the military every week. You know what I mean? Like, every week we dump a million socks in the military. I'm like just need 50,000 for the year. I'm done. You know what I mean? I'll be good. The pothead army is a lot smaller. That's all you got to tell them. Exactly. It's a lot smaller. So, you know, <laughs> I kind of feel like China gets a bum rap for just being like, oh, it's such a shitty place. But if I, I would rather work there than India, yeah. places like that, because there's more like a lot more going on as far as like caste systems and, and people aren't really, you know, in the factories we were in, it was like, people sleeping on our shit all the time that was the only thing i was always like oh, man they're all sleeping on my stuff you know i yeah, come in yeah. and they'd be like yeah they love me because i have fur big piles of fur everywhere you know so compared to other people with little 
going skimpy, to work skimpy, was nicer than bikinis home. and skimpy dresses. They can't really lay out on those too comfy, but they're like, yeah, we'll do the Santa Hoodlum stuff. But anyway, uh, so sustainability is huge. Bees are super important. I like that. That's that's and we, so okay. So here we go. Let's go straight down the rabbit hole on that one. Um, what's your feelings on uh, glyphosate and all that stuff and the whole bee? depopulations and well i'm not really into feelings this moment so let's go ahead and talk science uh you know as an american uh science is not a birthright Mm -hmm. it's something you have to fight to receive Uh, you have to search it out you have to learn who to trust and the people that i trust are the people on the ground the people that are seeing with their own eyes over Mm -hmm. periods of time and cycles and seasons what's going on the reality is that poisons kill things, and we are things. We are the you know, people, uh, we are creatures, and uh, there's nothing positive about neurotoxins and, mm-hmm. and all of that jazz. And have you, because uh, uh, I mean, I have friends in Ohio that had an organic farm that was surrounded by big ag, and they got completely, you know, railroaded in every way, shape, and form, like cancer, you know, got their farm pretty much like did it, you know, everything that Monsanto and all the big companies could do to fuck them over, fuck them over. You know what I mean? So I was like, Oh my God, you guys are like, you know, the horror story, but, um, and did the, and the classic with the cross pollination and then come, you know, here's your little letter. And, you know, I was like, Oh my God. They were... So that's kind of a big issue in the industry lately. It's obviously Hawthorne group and all that. And, you know, the takeover of the industry and, and that's my only beef. And I told him, I was like, I, I love, I respect the big business coming in and taking over. I understand it's going to happen. It's just that one product. I'm like, I have such a bad, like, that I've, to me seems like the most easy. Like, it's one thing. Just take that one thing it's away. It's not even one thing. That's well, now thing. it's not anymore. Now it's it, liberty. Well, you know. neonicotinoids. You know, <clears throat> neonicotinoids are like nicotine. Think nicotine. Mm-hmm. Um, they were actually sold by an oil company not that long ago. Uh, to the person who put them into production without any safety studies from the EPA. Not one was required. Mm-hmm. went worldwide, and now that is a systemic neurotoxin. Mm. You use it once, as they tell you to use it, mm-hmm. and it's in the groundwater for 1,000 days. So you think that a tiny, tiny, tiny little insect that's like a quarter inch mm-hmm. big, and we're not talking honeybees that come and attack people. We're mm-hmm. talking about bees that work on their own, forage on their own, mm-hmm. live on their own. You know, they come and they're going to pollinate and try and find food, and all of a sudden, all the stuff's sticking to them. Mm-hmm. There's no way they're going to live that long. They can't even navigate back to where they're going. So it's not just glyphosate. It's, uh, it's a whole class of mm-hmm. those uh, systemic neurotoxins called neonicotinoids. Right. And absolutely, it's used in conventional farming. So, Well, that's, that, that was the argument. I mean, that was the whole argument, is that they're only small percentage because it's the... It is the um, the sales to the public, basically, which I, I kind of feel even worse because those are like the most white, you know, not used properly products. Billions of dollars, like like mm-hmm. over five billion dollars, are made in mm-hmm. selling products to people that kill all the pollinators of the things they're trying to grow. It's like a completely nonsensical business model because what are you going to do? When all of the little basic bees, all the native bees, which are like 80% of the population of bees, not just the bees in conventional farming, but what are you going to do in your neighborhood? Bees uh, drop dead in your vegetable garden, doesn't get pollinated, and all of a sudden you're like, why don't my seeds work? My, these are bad seeds. No, it's not your seeds. It's that your neighbor, you know, halfway down the block decided to irrigate, and he happens to use this crazy pesticide, and now it's in your yard, and 
Bees picked it up, and there you go. That's a real thing. That's mm-hmm. not fake. That's a real thing. Yeah. So it's it's no, more it's... about moving in different direction, which is yeah, organic. And there's a lot of products that are, you know, booming on the market quite soon that are going to be helpful in that arena. Mm-hmm. But it's mostly education based, right? For sure, and it's also respect. You know, what I mean, people are just understanding like that shortcuts never work. Uh, you know, there's there's you like it's it's interesting when you have a five year old and you're trying to just teach them. When he gets all scared about the bees, and I'm like, well, first of all, you got to open soda right there, and that's what he's going for. That's all he cares about. He doesn't care about you. He cares about that. You know what I mean? Teach him that, and then he's like, now he's cool with it, but it, that's going to be Leo calling in from uh, Fishy and Auto. Nice. Yeah, bees rule. Mm-hmm. Bees rule. Mm-hmm. Yo, yo, is that Leo? Yo, yo, it's Leo. Hey, How's my friend. Adam? How you doing? How you doing, my friend? Yeah, I'm doing great. Had a meeting go late. Sorry about that. That's okay. That's okay. I didn't even. Uh, I, I I also started a little bit late. Well, I actually started earlier than I said I was going to start, but later than I told you. So we met. We met in the middle, you know, as usual. So uh, Sweet. glad to get you back on the show. And we yeah, got some. We, I got some. I, I got some in studio guests too. I got Jesse Lopez from. Uh, uh, Imperial Hemp. I, I think you guys have met, right? You met Leo. Or... I believe so. Oh, right on, man. Yeah, yeah. How are yeah. you? And uh, yeah, big ups, man. And then I got his partner Alicia in, in also. Now, are you from where? From originally? Are, are you from uh, Arizona? Arizona originally, with, yeah. Okay. I'm a, uh, from a farming family like Jesse. Nice, nice. Yeah. And they're, those guys are partners. Tap Agency Collective is uh, is the partnership. And we were talking about hemp, and we were talking about bees and pollinators, and that's one of her uh, things that she's definitely involved in and i'm and we're at that point of course talking about uh you know glyphosate and all the bullshit and chemicals and things and you know it's kind of a rough one for uh i mean norcal is is beautiful place but it's also been fucking hammered by lots of people being stupid (laughs) lots of misuse of products everywhere you know what i mean um and now everybody's all you know to the point where some people are getting caught up in the traps of, of like not even ever doing it themselves but Somehow they got a contaminated place. Wait, you or don't know whose farm or... was growing the previous time around, and, and these a lot of these fields are like cash only. So you can go in there with like twenty five grand in cash and just cash somebody out with a duffel bag, buy that land, <laughs> right. and you don't know what they did to it last sure. time. And these younger kids are excited about that. They're like, "I got land." So um, anyway, just just so you know where we're at in our conversation there. But uh, how are you doing? And how's uh, how's that this year looking? I'm sure it was a beautiful one. Well. No, yeah, no, it's a less. beautiful year up in Mendo and Humboldt. We've been spread all over the place, just trying to keep up with compliance. Right. We're mostly just focusing on the breeding. You know, the, bar- the flower market here is really, you know, just like, you know, the environment right now, the market's really volatile. So everyone's kind of figuring out where they fit in and kind of how you're going to operate because the industry is changing daily. So we've kind of just scaled back and focused on what we do best, which is just like making seeds and breeding and mm-hmm. preserving the things that we've been working with because... You know, there's, people are always going to need seeds, but it's it's crazy for us because we're traditionally, like, we, we love breeding. That's that's what we mainly do, but, like, we're growers at heart. So unless we're, like, we're growing our crop, you know, we have our seed crop growing, but it's just not the same when you're growing, like, a ton of flour that, you know, thousands of people are going to enjoy. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, it's, it's different, you know, it's a different way of life because I had that, we always had the balance between, like, you know, crafting these really boutique flowers, and then we always had our seed patches. You know, we do all our breeding, all our genetics, and our R&D. Now it's just straight genetics, production, and R&D. We don't have the flower production 
you know, as much anymore because we're just trying. We kind of want to wait out to see what's mm-hmm. going to happen to the industry here in NorCal and California. You know, everyone's freaking out up north. Oh, yeah. The, the black market is completely fucking tanked. We're looking at, you know, people are moving outdoor for four or five hundred dollars a pound. People are moving fire depths for yeah. ten to eleven, yeah. and it's crazy. It's it, it's crippling people. We're seeing more properties go up for sale than we've ever seen. So. It's like we're trying to like really concentrate on our craft, but at the same time, we can't forget about the community, about the people that we live with, you know. Mm-hmm. And and you know, we've been trying to help those people out and trying to you know give some people guidance because it's crazy where things are going. A lot of people are iffy. We know a lot of old schoolers that are are, are bowing out of the industry. They're like, dude, I've been in for forty years. I got a bunch of properties. I won. I'm mm-hmm. good. I'm I'm leaving. Yeah. Well, I'm still good. Yeah, no, we're it's, seeing a lot of that, man. It was already happening. I already saw it two years ago when I was at Emerald Cup. I could just feel it on people as they were walking around. I could see their heads like spinning. You know what I mean? They like leaving there with a fucking hurt neck because they just were. Oh my god, what's going on? They were like, "It's, it's over, bro. It's over." You know, I could just see like it was. Yeah, it's going away. And it was always like you know, guys in a leather jacket, a little bit awkward. Don't come down very often. You know what I mean? They just came out for the first time. They're like, "Holy fuck, we got to change everything we're doing right now." And I could just see them on the way out. It yeah. was like a weird vibe on the way, like because I was, I was staying, I was working with the booth um, right near the entrance, and so I really got that like end of the show vibe. Everyone was on their last booth checking it out. You know what I mean? And tell, and I could just tell there were certain people that were like one guy would be standing in the back sweating, you know, and be like, oh, he's having a conniption because he just figured out that he's looking to lose out big time because it's just tanking. And that was only two years ago. And now you see, you know, like, as you see, it's happening like in front of our eyes. And yeah. it's crazy. Is there something about a transition that a community should help prepare for? Like, is there an auto crowdfunder that should just go into effect when certain things go down? Suggestion. Whoever's no. listening, somebody make that. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. There'd be a lot of communities. There'd be a lot of communities hitting that button already, like, Burr, you know, it's like, it's happening. Well, it, and you know what? It, the yeah. unfortunate side was there were so many people that were out there who were supposed to be our leaders. And I'm not going to name anybody's name, but I used to work for a large company who's supposed to be a leader. And, uh, I mean, if you've been in the game for 50 years and you got that much skin, you should probably be like running shit. And mm-hmm. uh, they're still trying to figure out who's going to cut the next check. And it's just always like we, we never had the proper leaders in place to really start to ignite what is going to become of the industry. These types of things where people are falling out, yes, a community should have been banded together. And those essential leaders who helped write these laws and funded or did all these other stuff, that should have been part of the fundamental like writings into these laws and legislations that have been created. And because of funding or special interest, or we're not sure about this yet, or we don't know anything, they made us do it the way that we've done it. And now here we are ass backwards because normally feds write the law, then state regulates the law within their own state. This one was backwards. Now we're regulating whatever the hell we want to because the feds never gave us any kind of regulation. So if you want to grow in cocoa, you want to grow in greenhouse, you want to grow a light depth product opposed to an indoor or an outdoor, you have the ability to do that. There's no standard of operations in the cannabis industry, and that's what's causing this exact thing that you're talking about where everybody's floundering looking for 
What am I going to do next? Because they didn't get the standardization. We all know if you're in the food and beverage industry, these are the operations you must follow. If you're in the steel Big industry, time. that's what you got to do. In this industry, oh, yeah. anything you want to do, you can grow it out of a cow's ass, I said one time. And uh, that's a real thing. Like, nobody's going to question it. You can just be like, my granddad. That's a real you thing. You know what? Speaking, <laughs> speaking of the cow's ass. It, it will be, Adam. <laughs> the, the thing, the thing about I'm it, Jesse. Yeah. I'm behind. I'm behind. Jesse, you're right about something. And then the opposite in some strange sense is true also that I see people being less healthy and taking the least amount of care of themselves that I've seen in a long time. I see people totally going off the track, like doing stupid things because I think maybe they're just not mentally healthy or physically healthy or emotionally healthy. And then like, I don't know, you have all these social problems. So like that plus that plus that equals like, oh my gosh, we need a crowdfunder for sure. She's a crowdfunding yeah. <laughs> I, Maybe right I'll go into crowdfunding now. <laughs> yeah, that's my need. I mean, I mean, really, truth be told, you know, the, 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 the cruel truth is that it's just the time where everybody has to acknowledge that we have to innovate, that the old way of doing things is no longer going to cut it. And so I'm just kind of like, rather than kind of dragging my feet, being upset about it, I just look at it, okay, okay, all right, I'm going to acknowledge that you know, our communities at this step in our evolution. And so no longer can we do what we did last year to make money or two years ago. We have to operate differently. And I think that, you know, this is just a natural, you know, it's, it's, we're, we're all a victim of circumstance. I hate to use the victim word, but really this is the circumstances in the, in the, in the, in the cards that, you know, our state and our neighborhoods have been dealt. And so I think that, you know, if we want to survive that, you know, we'll push through and we'll innovate, we'll find a way to survive. But, you know, a lot of people that don't want to, that, that are just over it, that, you know, we'll see what happens, man. It's kind of... I don't you know, think so. Been, I don't think so, though. I don't think you're just going to wait to see what happens. I think you're going you're gonna to be, like, teaching other people how to be leaders. That's what I hear, like, in your voice. You I know, it's, it, it's more like, that. it's more like, yeah, a lot of people will do that because that's what we have to do. We have to observe each other and what happens. But honestly, what I hear in your voice and kind of what you're saying and what we're all saying here is... It's more about finding your leadership voice and teaching other people how to yeah. do what you're doing the right way and, and use critical thinking, for God's sakes, and go to sleep yes. every once in a while, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like everybody's up 20 hours a day working. Exactly, trying yeah. to hustle so hard. Grinding, yeah. grinding away, yeah. grinding away. And so we're all having we too much sex, that, apparently. You know? yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Now, so uh, so, how's the Emerald Cup looking for? We're gonna have Hazel on in a little bit, so we're gonna get the uh, update. But uh, obviously, you guys are gearing up for that. That's yeah, we're excited about the Emerald Cup. Yeah, and, and there's nothing in between really yeah. going on, is there? I mean, you know, I got nothing. No, else. we're just Go. yeah, because we we don't even know what we're gonna release yet. We kind of have an idea, but until the season's done and we get to see the plants fully express themselves, yeah. it'll be like, all right, now we know. Right. You know, but right. as far as, you know, this year, like Emerald Cup's always the craziest event. So we're just spending a lot of extra time, you know, preparing for the flood, preparing for the event. Because, you know, right now we're a lot of people are calling and we're finding out that, you know, did you know that over 1,500, you know, vendors didn't get booths this year at the Emerald Cup? It's like so many people applied and they only had so many spaces. Oh, yeah. It was, it's, it's going to be unreal. <laughs> Right. And like there's people flying in from all around the world. We, we met a bunch of people with Spanabis, and there's cats flying from Italy, from Spain, from the UK, mob, people mobbing over from France. Yeah. It's epic. Well, well it's interesting. It's like yeah. a, a little bit how Spanabis is because, you know, Barcelona pulls people because it's in Barcelona. So Spanabis actually got real quickly international, and people got, you know, once they got into it, it was like, all right, I'm coming back every year. 
bam for that. You know what I mean? I think that's what it's getting that yeah. kind of a, it's getting that reputation where anybody in the industry is like, well, it's really the only one event that you know that you feel like you can back up because it's also the perfect time of year and the perfect place. Um, for me, it's perfect because it's fucking a little chilly. I got I got my hoodlums on the side. I'm like, yeah, I'm slagging. We're actually selling winter clothes in California. This is amazing. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but for the most part, it's like, uh, you know, everybody everybody walks out with walks in with fat pockets and walks out with fucking next year's crop and next year's you know genetics and fucking whatever swag else they picked up along yeah. the way. Probably mine. Yeah. On the last, I'm the last. That's why I was the last booth. I was like. Swag, yeah. I got your swag over here. Five dollar grams. It's cold outside. Five dollar grams, dude. That's, that's all I was doing, right? Yeah. No, I was just doing five dollar bong hits at that point, right? I was like, that's it. That's all you get is bong hits. No, and a picture. No, none of that. Santa how's uh, how's Frenchie doing? Oh, Frenchie's good. He just left. We were scoping out a spot for his lab. You know, he's trying to. We're trying to move to a bigger place where we could do more production. Nice. But he's doing good. He just got back from Morocco. He just saw. Uh, fucking the THC guys. He was down there with 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 the homie. Yeah, yeah. And, Julian uh, with Julian. Check some things out. And nice. Got to see the sea. He had to see the ocean of plants. Yeah. Yeah. He's. He, we didn't think he was going to come back. Reggie's <laughs> 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 in Morocco. He's not coming back. <laughs> yeah, I saw the I saw the photos where it was. I mean, it was still a while ago, so I'm sure they must have been really booming by now. But uh, it was pretty funny because it was like, did you see those ones where it was like the farmer? who just was crushing it, right? And he had all these, like, nice, and all the guys over there. You could just see the other plants are all looking super wimpy in the background. You're like, oh, those look swag. What's that? <laughs> it's like, oh, that's what they used to have. And then this is their little patch. And you're like, they're just all looking at that guy's patch. Like, what the fuck, dude? So, yeah. No, it's, like, damn. It's nice in those situations to see things. Again, it's like at the perfect place, expressing plants going full out, being able to go until November, you know, or the right time of year. Because, you know, up here, it literally, like, just died up here like maybe denver's been nice but everywhere else in the states just went wow tanked it's like 45 degrees and wet and cold you're like Uh well that's not conducive to much except for pm (laughs) you know what i mean so there's like shit and uh you know if you're if but in in the band wherever you're at which i mean you guys are so i'm always jealous of norcal people i'm always like man you guys got it's like living in the perfect environment of course you know but but I know, <laughs> a lot of stress <laughs> involved. Perfect, a lot of stress involved yeah. there. That's the problem. It's not. If it's a perfect physical environment, well, it might and, be. And a it is right now. But with obvious uh, natural changes, we'll see things kind of go a little awry. And hopefully, uh, it remains the same triangle that we all grew up to love. I I will miss Trinity if something was to happen out there. But. Uh, we we got to all be prepared for that. That's part of what this industry also needs to be kind well, of focused in on. Is like Alicia was saying, it's, tra- it's, it's yes. transition phase, and that's always a scary one and a hard one for everybody because it's like, fuck, nobody wants to, nobody wants to t- get out of their comfort zone. You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, it's like, what? You know? What yeah. if we all start throwing challenges down for each other? Like, hey, whoever is about to make the next billion dollars in this industry, how about you crowdfund? Or like, how about you help move us all out of areas where there's fires all the time or how about you help us all like transition to a new f- type of farm in a new type of area 
and actually get the fuck out of here. Because honestly, what's the benefit of going back continually and rebuilding continually? Isn't that like a sign or something that you should probably like look at the trend, right. get yourself out of danger? <laughs> it's like we are the only, and I use air quotes when I say this, industry uh, that doesn't have like analysts that are concerned. We have people who are like, well, maybe well, the money is going to be there, but we don't we have, have... A, we have a lot of wannabe analysts, that's for sure, but, yeah. that, but they're only looking at it for the, what they can squeeze out yeah. of it, you know what I mean? And that's this, this industry is inter- <laughs> interesting because for like, well, so in the hemp side, which is a bit weird because it should have been hemp first and we should yes. already be like fucking living in hemp and eating it and just yeah. everything, everything yeah. should be normal. That would have normal, made everything, yeah. Like, yeah. like made it just a regular thing. Instead, we went all hype, hype, TMZ on everything. You know what I mean? Just like slapped it up. Everything, everything's all just fucking whoop, whoop. Yeah. Hemp dildos. You know, yeah. exactly. Straight to hemp dildos. What? We didn't even yes. we skipped everything. What about paper? Oh my god. No, but people in general, they just really hyped up the the whole weed thing, and you know, it's like everyone's smoking pens and everyone's into oil and yeah. concentrate is like the game, and, and it's weird because it's it's such a transition for most people that they're like they don't even know where to begin. Where they fit in that whole yeah. dichotomy yeah. anymore because growing it ain't shit if you're as these new companies come in too and all this new IP and different extraction methods come into play where like we saw it with the distillate game. We saw it with a bunch of other things where now somebody has created a way to take the waste and turn it into some profit and, and some extra money and as a result of being able to do these types of methods, you didn't have to grow the best of the best quality, as we said earlier. It could be that big thirty, you know, pounder plant. Oh, it's just you notice you, you the thing is it's always funny as a grower you you see the trend because it's an angle that it happens in your head, and you and I had it with the pollinator when I first saw the like. So Mila brought it over to my place, and I plugged it in, and I threw some weed in it, and I was like, I was seeing the good and the bad right out of the gate. I was like, oh, everyone's just gonna throw their weed in this thing and roll their weed, and that's just gonna be how weed's gonna be soon. It's gonna take all the keef out of it, <laughs> and sure enough, like Rob Clark came and saw it. He thought the same thing. All because we're all like weed guys, so we know exactly where they're gonna fucking scam you. It's like right there. That's where they're gonna do it. They're gonna roll it, and you know, sure enough, all the beasters that came down for years were rolled you know what i mean you could just tell you'd be like look at this stuff it's like ridiculous and and that's the shitty part about the industry is that if you think it it's happening dude yeah. it's already happening you know what i mean like that is as bad as it is like i'm so amazed yeah. i'm so amazed that over here people aren't aren't doing the dutch thing where they're just throwing all fucking just anything that weighs a lot into the weed that's going out wherever it's going it hasn't happened I, at least i haven't seen it but in europe when i left you had to like literally take your weed and put it into hot water to double check it if you were going to buy like a bunch of weed because otherwise you put it in the water and you see like oil flow to the top. You'd be like, what the fuck is that? You know what I mean? Or you see this little fucking specks fall yeah. to the bottom. And if it was real weed, it would just get kind of bigger and that would be it. And so I'd put a little of my weed in there and put a little of their weed in there. And you know, nine out of ten times it was like contaminated. And you're like, this is bullshit. I right used here. You know, that so. test last year after we went to one of the shows. Once again, I won't say the name. Uh, but uh, after we went to a big show, there was a company who was like, oh, we made the best uh, weed tumbler trimmer machine ever. So we went and we did it, and I did that same test after the weed came out of it to prove that the oil that they spray on the blade oh, stays come. residually in the tissue. And so we did that test, and sure enough, oil <laughs> yeah. oil separated from the water. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's real healthy, guys. Like, yeah. I hope you get your IPO, and it goes real well. Like, good no, for you. I hate when people spray Pam or any yeah. shit, and I'm like, oh, my God, do you do realize oh, you just, so you, you just oh. ruined all the trim coming out of that fucking thing. Uh, whatever. You know, they're just still too lazy to clean it or whatever, and it's like, oh. Uh, actually, um, 
I was going to get Ryan on the show at some point. He's the guy who started the Centurion Pro. Yeah. You know the whole story behind all that. Yeah. Um, you know that guy at all? Uh, the Centurion. No. Uh, so we'll have him on the show in a couple of weeks. He's basically like the the guy who actually invented the whole the whole Twister idea before the Twister guys did, and then everyone just ripped his ass off. And he got his his is like one of those like it should be a. A mini series because it's like you know you got shot and it's like, like they just you know it's a crazy Whoa. story crazy story but anyway he literally like sat around for seven years and designed that whole tumbler thing and in a way is genius because the first ones i saw i was like well that's fucking saving a lot of work right there mm-hmm. you know but of course every time you tried to make some fucking yeah, hash out of it it was just terrible just garbage. even when you didn't spray it with pam or did anything like that it's just something about oh. it it's just it's always just kind of dark and swaggy and so i mean that's I mean, you guys are all, uh, you know, all hand trim, and you have no, you're not, you're not playing around with anything like that, right? No, no, we're all hand trim, and you know, actually, the trim job is something that you know, a lot of people overlook. You know, just how, how you were talking about the oils that are on the scissors. A lot of people, there's no standards on how people are going to clean their scissors in between cuts. Yeah, you alcohol know, that stays it, on the plant. Yeah, yeah. you got to use yeah. alcohol and clean it after that, and then you start all again. day long. Yeah, no oil. No. Because no. <laughs> it stays on and it affects the taste. Yeah. You, know, you feel like you're smoking a burrito except for a joint. <laughs> right. No, it is, it's, uh, it's definitely yeah. uh, <laughs> a bad practice. And I've seen people do, you know, just people don't think about it. But that's like. Well, and then there's like all these new ideas that are coming out. I saw some invention that this guy tried to pitch me, and it was like a wind blowing trimmer. And it's so like. I'm like, well, where does your keef go then? Like, like, what are you doing there? You, you know what I mean? Like, you're just, what, so, wait, what? Like, Wind? well, it trimmed the leaves. I get that, buddy, but do you not understand how cannabis really works? Because it just blew just it away. ruined the rest of the shit. It, like, it just blew it away. Just, it, like, blows it into this filter. And I'm like, okay, so, like, how do we make, like, what do we do to clean the filter? And he's like, well, we just took off all the dirt and stuff. And I was like, dirt and stuff? Oh, my God. I mean, like, the crystals that we get high on, like... I'll not smoke that leafy matter. Thank right. you very much. No, no. The thing about tr- trimming weed is one of those things where it just comes with the territory, and it's like until there's like uh, some other like laser or something yeah. like that. I'm just figuring that's the only thing I can imagine is that soon you just put it in a thing. Yeah, like a laser guided AI, yeah. you know, trim bot. I'm down with that. I'm down with we that. We need to train that, mice about- to only yeah, eat the leaf cool. and not the actual bud. And there we go. The little ducks. Little, yeah. Tiny something. little baby ducks. Something. Baby ducks. That sounds like a plan right there. So, ducks are nasty. Just so Leo, you got some drops with uh, James coming up? Cause he, I'm going to have him in about seven minutes calling in. So we might as well lead into that and have, uh, Oh, right on. He's calling in. Yeah, he usually does a 420 call-in, so that's like, uh, it's the James Bean man on the scene is the official title, actually. So, kinda... James Bean. <laughs> not the real James Bean, yeah, not, not the other James Bean, not the guy who stole his name and actually started a seed company based on the name. I was like, that is the craziest shit right there. There's like, like too many of those. No, 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 yeah, there's only one James Bean. Yeah. James that's right. Yeah. So, um, you got any, yeah, dr- didn't, right. didn't you have some crazy, like, just like went out of, like, out the door and it was already gone and already gone sale is that, is that pretty much what we're talking yeah, about yeah it was crazy I think four minutes sold out of it. four we never, minutes like, experienced anything like that like we were big we we, we, we we you know James got his seeds and we were scratching our heads at the home we are like man you know we never really seen seed sales you know move like crazy in September so we were kind of like alright we'll see you know how things trickle in Dude, four, four minutes like blown away whatever James does with his followers and the people, they, it's just amazing clients. But um, we've never experienced anything like that, especially 
sell seeds like that in September. So something's definitely changing with the market. You know, like, we yeah. wish we had more strains, but we just don't want to put any swag on, you know, on the market. So like next week, you know, the last of the Magnum Opus is going to go on the market. You know, and that's the 11th generation Royal Fishback crossing we're going. And, and, you know, that's the end of the line for us as far as Royal Fish is concerned. We might make some crossing, but just really neat things and some of the generations that we've seen from 7 to 11. But as far as that, you know, we're going to drop the last of it next week along with the very last of, you know, our new vanilla berry pie that, you know, people seem to be pretty happy with. That's, you know, worked out really good in testing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, know, um, you know, it's just cool, you know, that we're making people happy, you know, people that really like the strains, you know, we just look at it like music, you know, like, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mix these tunes, try to put this track together, and hopefully someone likes it, you know. Sometimes, it, you know, you fail miserably. Sometimes the track really sucks, but sometimes, like, the track or the strain really vibes with people. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, we'll see, like, every year we're trying to put something new out. But we'll see, if, you know, how it resonates with people and, if, you know, if, if, it connect, if they connect with it while growing. Because, you know, we just look at the growers as, like, you know, we're all growers, too. And so, like, we don't want to we don't want to let anybody down, you know, because we wouldn't want to experience those emotions that ourselves as growers that are expecting, you know, a certain level or right. you know, a certain standard from, you know, certain seed companies. Because truth be told, we're kind of fucking nervous because there's a lot of really good breeders coming out nowadays. A lot of like we're looking at Instagram. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing a lot of flame. There's there's a lot of this talent that wasn't here a few years ago is starting to surface, and a lot of the old talent that was here is starting to get better at their game, in my opinion. And so you know, yeah, there's a lot really of there's a lot of game stepping here. up lately. I've noticed too. It's also like uh, you know the industry is getting to that point where you know the the ones who've been doing it and know what they're doing are still you know playing hard and and then at this point in time they actually like oh man we have to get like super serious so everyone else is at the level they were at you know oops what's that is that leo we got him yeah is that yes okay we had some crazy feedback from you um yeah <laughs> crazy feedback um so when you say when you say you sold out in four minutes when you say you sold out in four minutes it's not like you were selling like 30 dollar packs either right these were like some serious typical typical aficionado style big dollar uh things and uh you also gave some to charity i heard that's kind of why the idea was is that or yeah so we we, we're gonna we released the last of the in the front row for shape we're gonna be donating portion of those profits uh several pounds um, so we could you know, keep giving to them the top field funds. You know, we had, you know, we were going to the fall, and I felt like, oh, that's packed left that, you know, just kind of just sit down. You know, so we auctioned those off, or we put those on the line, and, you know, so now we're going to be able, it's just nice to be able, like, you know, we just the bride, get to be able to raise some money for his family, you know, and his brother's still continuing his work, and, you know, killing it, you know, they almost bought the farm, and, you know, his Mandelbrot's brother was able to save the farm, and save all this work that, you know, man, about work this whole life for us. So still be able to, like, generate some, you know. The, the fact that the fans still really dig his work, it's gone. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it's like, it's the best blessing in the world for him like, charity. Like, his name is still living. Like, that was that was the ultimate goal. Right. So it's like, this dude was too, too bombed to be forgot about. He was too much of an OG for too hard. He sacrificed more than, you know, most people in the dope game would ever sacrifice that we've been through at all. You know, unfortunately, you know, probably, you know, it was one of the reasons why he died at a young age. But, mm-hmm. you know, the whole thing was for him to live on in these strains and to keep living on. You know, because he did some amazing work, man. And people are still breeding with his work. And so, 
that's the best part that it's going to still be here if maybe on a point. Sure. People still going to talk about it. Yeah, I mean that, that is. The, I mean that is the interesting part about being a breeder is that you kind of like. Um, you know, I think we're all compared to music because it's the easiest way to compare it to people, especially when you're a breeder because you're kind of like giving it to people and some people are actually better than you are. So it's just like producers like, wow, you're a lot better DJ than I am actually. I'm just a, more of a producer. I kind of produce the music and then I can't really DJ very much. You know, you get people like that too and then you get guys who can do it all. Um, it's kind of like growers too. You get people who are good selectors and they're good at, you know, hanging on to stuff and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, they're maybe not, you know, focused on growing like people who just sit there and pound out all day long, fucking wait because they know what they're doing. That's all they focus on. Yeah. And you've got like 40 plants to take care of or 100 plants to take care of and they're all finicky and different. You got no time to like almost make yeah. production at that point because really all your production is just testing anyway. So it's like all random and kind of all over the place. So so a lot of times those producers are a little bit wacky. You know what I mean? Uh oh, sounds like James is joining the party. You do. Is he in? Mm-hmm. Oh, there he goes, Mr. Bean. Mr. Bean, Gino Steen, it's 420 time, my friend. Whoop, whoop, whoop. 420 <laughs> time. Well, we got Leo on the line. <laughs> Everybody out there. What's that? On the line? No, just you you guys on the line, and then we got um, in studio, we got Alicia, and I got uh, Jesse, my friend Jesse, Lop- Lop- Jesse Lopez. There you go. Hola. And on the line with me. We have uh, Hazel from Animal Cup. Oh, my God. It's Hi, Kate. everybody. Hi, Hazel. <laughs> Hazel's going nuts. Well, the hardest people. This is going to be the co- hardest people to get a hold of. I know. <laughs> I know. Actually, already. She had to book me like two weeks in advance. <laughs> when I actually said your name right away, and then Jesse was like, oh, I have to ask her all these questions. I'm like, well, actually, yeah. we're on a show, so we have to wait till after maybe do that. But, yeah. but you know, no problem. We, we, can, we can also just turn this into a Hazel's like work hour like while you're on the show. Half hour. Half hour half work. Half hour is not enough for yeah. that cup. No. Not no. at all. So how is it going? No. How's it going? Not at all. Did you guys figure out like another location to go bigger now and just make it twice as big or no? Doubled up? Did you double stack the whole Not place? Not quite yet. <laughs> Did you build floors? Did you build another floor? <laughs> Did, you, Did you guys build another I floor? You know, we have looked at bringing in double-decker tents, but that's, mm-hmm. that's a huge expense. <laughs> yeah, well, it might happen anyway. We're going to have to work. We're working that's on right. it. Don't, yeah. <laughs> don't kill the idea yet. Um, yeah, so, don't, don't do that yet, Hazel. It could happen. Could have. Okay. It could, okay. this, this could be the real deal. So, um, so you got totally sold out. You got like people just stomping on the pit, hitting you up every day. I bet trying to figure out a way to figure out a way, huh? Oh, constantly. The bribes that are coming in. <laughs> the hey, baby, can I get a booth? Um, it doesn't work. I, th- I thought I sent you that text message. I'm sorry. Hey, a lot of hey, babies. <laughs> a lot of dick pics. You getting a lot of dick pics yeah, for yeah. for free booths. And that, that's always a classy way to do it. <laughs> oh my, I no, can only see a collage. <laughs> only if already. their colas will it work. Ah. <laughs> well, maybe next to it so you could like compare sizes, then it would be actually double size. You'd like, a well, dartboard. Yeah. And a dart, yeah. And you can create lots of dartboards. So, um, <laughs> so how, how, uh, so besides all the booth stuff, how is it looking for like entertainment wise and everything? Is it all everything sealed up? You guys are not, not freaking out or anything? about that or is it just, no oh. not at all oh, we're uh, we're gonna do a big unveil in the coming week most likely oh my god um our cat our contest opens on monday really? october 2nd oh, so for people that are looking to enter head on over to the website and there is actually an online form you can fill out now cool pretty snappy and, and correct me if i'm wrong but last year there was what a thousand entries 
Oh, I think we had over a thousand. You know, it's kind of like trying to buy a toaster in the automotive department. I really only deal with vending right. <laughs> and sponsorship. I know that sounds bad, but like that's a whole other world over there. Yeah, well, something that something that big, you've got to delegate to people. You've got to have people in the positions, especially like like the reason we like working with you guys so much in your cup is that like it's it's September. I have my booths and I have my numbers. Yeah. Like when, when, I, when I when I go to these other cups, it's like two days before Michigan. I'm like, hey, think I could get a booth number so I could promote, maybe, guys. Yeah. You know. And then, well, we have an amazing production team now. Um, we've partnered with some great people that have really. We are lifting the bar so high, people are going to shit a brick. <laughs> it's going to be great. Yeah, that's awesome. It's also- How are my uh, hoodies coming, Adam? They'll be they'll be fine. They should be there any. They should be coming up pretty soon because they already hit California. So you will be probably getting in before we'll get our shit. Actually, if I think about it. So, so don't worry. You'll be warm Wait. and toasty. You guys will be warm and toasty. Um, it's yeah. It's gearing up to be a good year. Obviously, we were just talking with Leo about it. And Leo said he's got people. He knows people flying in from everywhere, which is kind of what you want. You want that reputation as like if someone's willing to buy a plane ticket from you know Spain and oh we got our guys from New Zealand and up. everywhere coming up and down. Mm-hmm. So it'll be uh, it's good. It's a nice time of year to be in that you know environment and people having people that actually are over the fucking <laughs> the yeah. big hump that they had to deal with. You know what I mean? Instead of catching. So so we missed out in July to have all the stressed out people who couldn't leave their gardens for a, a fucking oh. twenty four hours without freaking out. You know what I mean? So. I guess we avoided that bullet. So uh, wait, is is what? Leo supposed to have a booth? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Whoa. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> is that are you doing this to everybody? My body hurts right now. <laughs> <laughs> don't that was awesome. That's Hazel's joke of the month, I guess. All the people you have to talk to yeah. and you have to put up with. Well, yeah, you must be a saint of some sort. Yeah, baby. I do your job. <laughs> it's interesting. You know, it's honestly yeah. it's about 15 hours a day. But uh, it's what we have to do in order to make it happen. Well, thank so. you. And, and happen successfully and, and, and turn out like it always has. It's turned out to always be a winner. I mean, there's, there's a hiccup here and there, but the nightmares I've seen just this last, this last season in Boston and Massachusetts and, and mm-hmm. Michigan just with promoters that are just, I mean, not new. These are these, you should know what you're doing right now. I'm, I, I've been to the majority of the cups, uh, Emerald and the others uh, in America. <laughs> I can definitely contest to the fact that when I walk into the Emerald Cup, people are like, "Oh, that's Jesse. Let's deal with what we need to make sure he's taken to the booths or whatever I need to do." There's never any confusion. Uh, these other facilities and and some of these people hire the same teams over and over that are like know your face and have seen you and you still got to go through all the crap that you got to go through uh it also brings a different uh caliber of individual I think, all i too. care about is james you got golf carts this year right is that the yeah. deal isn't that what we're talking about because that's pretty much all i it's all like yeah baby it's all i care about i want to get up to that status i mean I, i'm we'll like every time i'm at a show and i see like yeah, golf carts zipping around i'm like man i need a i'm almost 50 i need a golf cart now <laughs> So I'm looking forward to, <laughs> you know, we, we really funding the cup is something that is, you know, it's a little bit difficult because we don't accept sponsorship money from large chemical nutrients. Um, so we really have to depend on our, you know, our amazing community versus the industry. And so with sponsors like C2 now, they've really stepped up and 
are helping to raise this cup to another level. Oh, James. So we appreciate our sponsors like that. Woo, doggy! <laughs> Big reach around stroke fest going on right around right now. <laughs> it's the, who's that on the line? Who we got? I think it's Michael. Who's that? Michael. Oh. Is this, um, is this uh, Thunder Fudge calling in already? Let's see. No. Hey, well, well, welcome to the Adam Dunn Show. Who we got? Who who we got added to this crazy mix? It's Wolf. Oh, it's oh, Mister Wolfie Siegel. I'm what up, alive. Wolf? What up, Wolfie? Rose. I I want to say something. Well, you've got both of those guys, Leo and James. There, Leo. I am in awe of you as a breeder, and James, what you did with that rose. You are one of the most honorable individuals I have ever dealt with. And anyone that ever asked me what seed company, it seeds here now. I, 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 I definitely appreciate that. You've been how, how much are you paying Wolfie right now? I know, I know this is a, this is a, this is a paid event. This is a paid advertisement. It sounded so paid. <laughs> I want to tell you about this because this is amazing to me. James's crew, James... He hooked me up uh, with a good deal on one of the packs of Leo's Rose Especiales. And they mailed me 0001. And I also turn it to James because that's a valuable package. Just because it's a number, never mind the product. <laughs> and he wouldn't take it back because it had left his hands. So he couldn't swear to the chain of custody. That that's so like although, although I wanted although I wanted it like a son of a bitch and I knew it was mine and it was tagged for me I couldn't take it back because it's left my hand so I told Wolf I said you it's yours congrats you get it and I can't you know there's not a <laughs> lot of people in this business with that kind of honor yeah, appreciate yeah, the love man thank you. you and I definitely appreciate that too but yeah it's a, it's like uh, I think Hazel hit on it earlier that it's a, there's an industry that's trying to infiltrate and there's a small yeah, community ahead. left and I think if we can try to raise up the community and keep the community intact and, and at least doing things together and, and the right people supporting those people then the industry will still get in but there will still be the community who will retain and still kind of run things but. That's all I was. Wow, you're on a soapbox yep. when you said that. Were you on a soapbox when you said that? <laughs> I was. I was <laughs> I'm just imagining. I'm imagining James in his, his garage. It's the truth, though. It's the truth. So, um, so it's shaping so, up to be good. Uh, which might be so. If we're, uh, while we're sitting here mutually stroking, uh, oh, yeah. that, do, I, do I not see a oh, Sagemaster Selects booth coming at Emerald Cup? A Sagemaster Selects will be at the Cup, yes, and then we'll be oh. launching all, ooh, all sorts of and new things. Everybody loves Bodhi. And everybody loves Bodie. That whole series will come out too. So we'll have a whole little corner somewhere in your little 15 million booths. I don't know where I'll be. Be floating oh. around. I'll be floating we around. I have a backpack. I have a backpack on. They'll be just slanging, like like one of these new kids. I'll show my Instagram. Oh, I'm gonna run around, run around and show Instagram to everybody. Look. Yeah. Don't try it. You'll yeah, you're gonna. You, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna be a backpack. No, you're gonna get spray painted. You can use nice. that. Nice. <laughs> backpack. Go I'm gonna yeah. walk. That's gonna be my job this year: is walking around spray painting backpack vendors. Really? Wow, that's a cool that's fucking that's job. Actually yeah. cool. You should funny. do. It. You should get a paint gun for that. So you just splat them. I don't even need to. You're like the PETA of the cannabis industry. That's kind of cool. <laughs> Out defending for the ones who can't defend for themselves because they're working the booth. Get her some stickers. Yeah. Right, Warren. 
to spray paint with a bright orange X. Yep. No. Oh. Everyone's getting red scarlet. And then we'll, we'll, we'll snatch all those backpacks and see really what kind of gear they have. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't want them. Wow, snatching. <laughs> What's going on? Oh, someone dropped yeah, off. Well, hey, oh. listen. Oh. Uh, was that Leo? I think it was but, uh, but Wolf. Yeah, oh, Wolf. Wolf, Wolf. Wolf dropped. What's going on? Well, it's cool. I, I appreciate it. I mean, Wolf is, I mean, I, well, I, I'm a fan of Wolf. I mean, since he's an old school guy doing 50 million tips. We're talking that, that magazine, that, that whole thing was like 68. That was ground, not groundbreaking, but legendary. It put yeah, a lot is. of people to where we are now. I mean, I would love to have a library of the old 50 million tips magazines. And I mean, just those, the four core writers, and we had Tom writing, you had, Alexander, you had Jorge's his writing, you had Ed Rosenthal's writing. I mean, I, I, I never came across the Cincinnati tips. I've just heard about them. But uh, the whole magazine. I used was, to carry was, it around with me in my backpack. I was always like, Whoa. The thing about them is that they also didn't really specify cannabis, but it was always obviously cannabis. So it was yeah. like, mm. it was kind of written so you could kind of like almost imagine it's every plant out there, but pretty much about weed. <laughs> you know, it was like oh, every day. <laughs> and it's about weed. So, and the the fact that he did his little bit of time uh, and and has come back and still educated so many of us that's like my hat is off to Wolf every single day of the the year for never giving up on uh, the fact that he's been tried to be shut down so many times. He's got some stuff <coughs> going on in Puerto Rico and other things right now, and so good for him. Obviously not with right now. The I was gonna say there, I don't know. I should ask. But uh, at, at least uh, it did get ha- headway, and he he got a little notoriety for it. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm proud to hear his name again. There you go. So it, was real, it was through Wolf. Like when when uh, the guy who contacted me, who made the Northern Lights Eleven strains, he contacted me. I'm like, most people I have to vet that they that they're using a number five cut. You're telling me you made all eleven? Mm-hmm. So like, who do you go back to to vet that guy through? Wolf Siegel. Wolf knew him. Wolf it was like, yep, that's the guy. And I was like, man, but he's so old. And he's ninety two. He was doing that shit in the seventies. So how do you how do you make sure that's what the a guy? gangster? Yeah. We're yeah. not talking, Wolf's not ninety-two. Uh, the other guy, <laughs> Wolf's not ninety-two. No, no, no. The guy, the, the guy, the, the guy who made the Northern Lights eleven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. I mean, well, this, and that's the thing is, like, a lot of the, uh, you know, like, I love that Wolf was farmer in the sky because I remember his pen name. You know what I mean? And then when I met him, I was like, oh, you, you look like a guy who would be farmer in the sky. I could see it already. Like, you know, I was like, of course you imagine. He <laughs> <laughs> looked more. Actually, looks more like a writer. You got the writer. Yeah. He looks more like a writer than a writer than any other writer I know. He looked perfect. Designed for it. That's going to segue us to our next guest, but uh, uh, Pinks and Perps. Pinks and Perps. Yes, and uh, he's calling through <laughs> you, or he's going to call us uh, separately in a minute, or what's the deal? No, he's, he's, he's going to call him direct. Okay. But you would not, uh, hearing your name, Pinks and Perps, and Chocolate Thunder, and then the meet the gentleman, you're like, huh, I thought something completely different. <laughs> <laughs> of course you would, though. You have a fucking. Uh, yeah, like very obviously <laughs> dirty mind right there, or at least like racist. You're complete racist, basically. Is <laughs> what you're trying to say? No. We're yes. Yeah, well, it's okay. Stealing Stealing jobs. Jobs. It's always Stealing it's always who you don't think it is. I mean, and and especially when it comes to uh, guys who are big internet known people too, because we all know if you've been on the internet long ass time, you could have been 14 when you started. You know what I mean? Like for sure. So it's never who you think it is. That's for sure. Um, so, uh, Hazel, what people contact you, I guess you, you don't even want no one to talk to you anymore, right? So you're just like, fuck it. Don't no you. dick pics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's no magic I mean, boost coming. I mean, there's no, there's no secret like, oh, we got a 
hundred booths we didn't tell anybody about? Like, no, that ain't happening, right? <laughs> Behind door number three? No, unfortunately, I don't. Okay. I, thought you guys um, I really could take wish over. we could accommodate. We have, we got over 1,700 inquiries and applications. Wow. And I still have people every day, at least five to six. Can I get in? How can I get in? Um, but really, we are full to the max. And we've, We've done some huge layout changes. One, one very exciting thing that I can tell you about is we've taken the um, display case out of the Hall of Flowers and given it its own home. Oh. Yeah. And so that's going to be really fun and awesome. And for those who, those who don't know, the display case, first time I saw it, was about seven layers of plexiglass where they had all 700 entries laid out, one, one, number one through number 700, all spiraled around through seven layers of plexiglass, and you could look in and see each each entry and be like, "Oh, yes, that's clearly better than mine." Or, "Oh, I see that one." And so, it was is there dog cool. hair in that one? <laughs> or cat <laughs> hair? Um, yeah, that's, that's, usually, you know, that's usually the that's probably the spot the hair, spot the pube, spot the pube <laughs> contest. <laughs> it's, it's like no one talks about it though. We we all are traumatized, but no one talks about it. That it's ridiculous. Uh, and our VIPs are going to be absolutely amazing this year. We're going to have a non-215 VIP where you're going to be able to come in and get warm and cozy inside and have some cider and sit down. And then our 215 VIP is going to be absolutely fucking amazing. Um, one of our largest sponsors is a band of Emerald Triangle Farmers that oh. have banded together. And so they'll be hosting the VIP with all of the lovely fruits of the triangle. Nice. Very nice. Well, that sounds yeah. much more tempting than, I, than kind of cider. I it's delicious. like, got cider over <laughs> here, cider. and I got a lot more over there. Let's go over that spot. Um, well, that sounds awesome. Hey, I have an idea. I was thinking, so so many people are contacting you, right? And you have to just basically turn them away. It's it's maybe mm-hmm. maybe maybe take this interview or whatever, or maybe like create a video and put it right on the homepage, and just do an auto <laughs> an auto respond to like the link of the video we and just let them know, so like, no. hey, guess what, everyone? Thanks a lot. You made us like feel loved. Uh, Here's your name's going on a list. Here's the form, you know, something like yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> here's to the fallen people. <laughs> just like cut to the chase, you know, <laughs> <laughs> cut to the chase right on your homepage. Yeah, here's some free marketing advice. Here. There you go. I think Leo dropped. We will also, though, um, we always do an auction booth. So we will auction off our last booth, and all of those proceeds go to charity. Wow! Uh, last year it went for nine thousand, and we donated it to Patients Out of Time and Project CBD. Very cool. Which is something I want to throw in real quick as well. Um, on Leo's last draft that sold out in four minutes, um, half of all the proceeds on the, uh, on, the on the Royal Eight um, are going to his. Correct, Leo. Leo. No, he he, he, he bailed. Dropped, he, he bailed. He bailed. But you can tell. Oh, you can tell the story. Uh, he bailed. So, but, you can tell the story. Though. That, that, that is correct. So, so half of all the money that we get off the uh, Manobots Royal Royal Eight is going to his son. I guess his son is in the uh, um, in the hospital, and so mm-hmm. he, uh, and Manobot had a huge uh, influence in Leo's up, up, upbringing, so to say, or yep. his start. So 
um, for him to kick back all that is totally respectful and cool, and um, we're happy to do it as well. So that's just cool. Right. Awesome. Yeah, we, we talked about it earlier, but he was kind of breaking up too, so I'm glad you kind of reiterated because I was like, I don't know, it was just weird. I feel like it just broke up right when he started to talk about what the whole cause was, and I was like, oh, man, I, I, went, I blew it. I don't even know. I have no idea what he's saying. Yeah, that's, that, and that's the deal with the, with, with the magnum opus is that that was supposed to be none of us, like, final, like, that was his, his, his final program. He wanted yeah. to be brought back to, like, 10th or 11th time. Yeah, right. He didn't get a chance to, to stick around and see it. So um, I didn't know I was getting the last 25 packs. I thought there was still more after this. But if he says it's the last 25, then that's it. So and that's, going, that's the auction? That's going on the auction? Or that already happened? No, that'll be going. Uh, it depends where he wants to do it. But most likely, we'll go for a flat rate price on the site, and uh, we'll just tell him as normal. Oh my God! Well, that'll take like what thirty know, see, four. That'll like take that, like things like that that make it, four that seconds. Make it that'll be like three seconds later, sold out. Sold out. Two seconds. Well, that's the thing. So, so, Auto so morally, so let's address that. If a breeder sends me five packs, mm-hmm. and I know that those are the last five packs. Do I, do I auction them off and get top dollar for them and be a jerk and be like this money-hungry guy? Or do I say, nope, I've got five packs. Mm-hmm. We'll sell them for what the breeder wants. And just the first five went. Sure. And we don't, that's why I don't Yeah, well, unless, unless you're going to do it for charity, then, of course, you know, it's always cool to do it the other way. Cause then you can it's hard because sometimes I'm like, man, I could auction these things off and do this. Oh, but man, like, no, but you're such bullshit. a good guy. Such so. a good guy. And he sponsored, and he took a big sponsorship oh, so. with Hazel. So Hazel loves you now. Next year, I don't know. Project. We'll see. We'll see. If, we'll see if she loves you next year. But she loves you now. <laughs> as long as he doesn't run me over in the golf cart. Oh, he will, and he will. He will. Be like, yo. Oh, James is going to be a. Have you ever seen him drive? Have you seen that guy drive? Get him a driver. Oh, yeah. You need a driver, James. No driving. Oh yes, unfortunately, <laughs> our insurance will not cover you. Yahoo's driving. You will have a driver. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> All right, I guess that makes sense. Total better. sense. Good call. That's good Hazel. though. James would be the terrible. right thing. I'll, I'll definitely be sweet talking somebody. I'll be I'll be behind that wheel. Don't you worry. <laughs> at some point, I'll look over at Hazel. She's gonna go, you bastard. Nope. Yeah, that guy's got to go. You'll be taking a selfie while you're driving. I'll definitely do some selfies. I'll send them. I'll I'll forward them right away. (laughs) If you guys want to pimp out my golf cart, you're more than welcome to. We can throw some stuff on there. What what do you mean? Do you remember Adam's limo? Don't tell us that. Like, don't. We will pimp it out. (laughs) I'm ready. We we will, like, (laughs) I will call West Coast Customs or whatever the shit it was on MTV (laughs) when I was a kid. That just dated me by by anyways. We will pimp your Ride. I'll put a fish fish in it or something. <laughs> Gross. Pimp your golf cart. The one my one request is a little Mexican ball tassel hanging. Oh my god! Well, yeah, you're talking Fresh. to Jesse. Yeah, you're talking to Jesse Lopez. 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 I, I live thirty Lopez. minutes from Nogales. I'm Lopez. bringing him. I will have him. Yeah. Lopez. Oh. <laughs> yes. All day, my yeah, no, you're talking to Jesse Lopez. Uh, you went talking about dingle balls. Yeah, hey, you long. need dingle balls, we can bring them. <laughs> all day oh my long. god, I knew it. All day long. I think she has enough dingle balls. I'm trying to make them out of hemp, people. That's, hemp that's dingle my, balls. <laughs> oh my god. I'm bringing them back. <laughs> that would be cool. That's so festive. <laughs> that and so a sombrero, festive. please. Yeah. I totally need to rock a sombrero. I can see so you. Do you want one of the chips in the chips in the dip in them and the whole deal? or What was that? They got the special ones that hold the chips in the dip. You know, oh my god! That'd be great. 
Oh my god, that's so Stoner, messy. Well, Stoner friendly. We had a party in Amsterdam. We had a party in Amsterdam, and there was a job of a midget to wear that and get real drunk. That was all his job was: okay. is to wear a sombrero with chips in it, and then stay in the corner and get super hammered. We gave him a tequila bottle, and he got so hammered he just ended up in the, like a heap in the corner. People were dicking dips out of him. Oh all my day. god! There, and it was like there's a midget under there, and they're like, no. The, I was like, yes, the, there the is. The video by <laughs> Trinidad James. That is crazy. Good fun. Has you a, won't find that at my party. We <laughs> don't do that. It at wasn't my hard party. to convince My parties are like he was English. Different. He, he was English guy. <laughs> but you know what? Jesse and I are going to throw parties. Yeah, I guarantee it. Midgets. Yeah, I'm telling midgets. you, kill it. I'll have a bunch. Next we don't him? call them midgets actually because they're yeah, friends. So okay. we have other names for them. Cool. They're just. Right. Nice but you name. can meet our friends. I don't know that name just yet. So I'm still little Tony. Little Tony. No. No. Telling you. All right, so I'm bringing Hazel a midget in a sombrero with dingle balls. Is this correct? Hemp, <laughs> Hemp chips on the Hemp top. Dingle balls. Hemp chips on the top. In the I would also like to request kind of a miniature dip, donkey. The what? I, I actually, I used to own a miniature donkey. I was like a cheese dip, of course. That could be done. You can know that's easy. Or salsa. So American. We got to cheesy. It's a whole cheesy event. I like Jose. But yeah, uh... I'll be bringing uh, dingle balls. That's, that's hemp dingle doing. balls. Right, we've 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 got that figured out. All right. you're, you're the dingle ball master. All right. Yeah. Well, thanks, Hazel. I don't know if you're uh, want to hang out with us in much longer, but or is there anything you <laughs> want to tell us about the show that we didn't cover? No. How, what, well, we know the dates the ninth and tenth, right? Still, nothing's changed. Didn't change day on everybody. Yep. Freak everybody. All right. Cool. Well, that's it. No. Ninth and tenth. They've added <laughs> Same place, right? <laughs> we didn't change the place, did we? No. Okay. <laughs> You check, know, we check. are doing shuttles, which is super awesome. So you guys can get as hammered as you want. Nice. Wow. Um, and we'll be going to all the major hotels. We're also partnering with Uber, I believe. And so there will be some discount codes for ride sharing. Pink Flamingo for you, right? Um, all day. All day, all day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's my Santa Rosa condo. I know, I know. <laughs> if you want to find Hazel, she'll be at the, the Pink Flamingo. Just go there. It's a lovely, yeah. it's a lovely place. Yeah. yeah. When I got there, they were having a rager. It was it's like fun. it was weird. <laughs> it was really oh weird. We it, was, <laughs> it was a weird. It was a weird <laughs> night. What do you mean the twelve o'clock call? <laughs> <laughs> Where's my yeah. room? Yeah. When I took mushrooms and got to the wrong yeah. hotel, went to the wrong went to the yeah. hotel that I stayed at two <laughs> years ago, and I was in the computer on the same day two years ago, and they were like, "This is really weird, bro. But you're like here, but you're not here." <laughs> I, was like, I was like, "I am. I, I told you I was here." And, I was all, and then at one point, I just I was tripping, and I like thought about it, and I was like, "Wait a minute. Do you think maybe I'm possibly at the wrong place?" And I looked, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm definitely at the wrong place." <laughs> Do you know the pink flamingo? And I was like tripping. That's not a good thing to ask for. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, "Oh yeah, maybe there." And it was yeah. like, "Yeah, I'm an idiot." And I sat there for like an hour. I was like there for an hour and arguing. Yeah, and I had her get on the phone and tell him he's right in front of you. <laughs> she said he's right in front of you, and I was like, um, "Yeah, I'm right, I'm right here." But no one. It was just like the weirdest thing because she's yelling at a guy over at another place saying, "I'm right in front of him," and I'm saying, "I'm right in front of him." And it was like weird. Yeah, it was weird. Uh, we take care of our family. <laughs> is that Leo again, or is that somebody else? It's someone else, I think. Uh, who we got now? We got welcome to the Adam Dunn Show. Who we got? How's it going? Who's that? This this is done. Perfs. Oh, the Pinks and Perfs is here. Okay, well, so uh, welcome to our third or ninth guest. I don't. We have a lot of guests today. We, yeah. <laughs> we've had we've had a lot of guests. I am actually going to bounce because right. I have another appointment. Yeah. Um, thank you. 
You're yeah. welcome. It was absolutely marvelous. Yep. <laughs> we're we're, we're going to work on the donkey, the sombrero, and the uh, dingle balls. I'm bringing so it. We'll, uh, we'll let you know. Thank awesome. you, Hazel. Awesome. All right. All right, everybody. Thanks. Have a wonderful yeah. day. Thank All right. You so much. Talk to you soon. Thank you. All right, so we got Pink Superb, a.k.a. Thunderfudge, on the phone. And we also have to go and do our uh, shout-outs right now, too, so maybe we'll have him hang on for a second. Uh, We'll do our shout-outs. We're already doing seats here now for like about an hour now, so you're done. Uh, James, (laughs) we did you. You got any big specials besides uh, four-minute sales that nobody can get in on because you got Autobots or something? What do you got, like weed Autobots rolling with your thing now, or what's going on? No, what happens is I can see that people have the traffic on my site, so we'll have 245 people just like sitting on my site waiting to click. Hovering, And as soon as 420 happens, like I've got five packs, and so – like I tell my breeders, that means 240 people are going to be pissed that they didn't get it. Yeah. I was like, you need to give me more than five packs. Oh, I would hope but so. But I don't, at the same time, I, I have morals, and so I, don't, I won't just go auction those five packs. I got you. That would be shitty. I got you. And so, you know, the guy, get them, get them. But uh, this week, uh, this month, sees us in Maine uh, for Nikan in the middle of December, or middle of October. And then we're going to be at the uh, Indo Grow, uh, nope, Grow Expo in uh, Denver at the end of this month mm-hmm. um, to where uh, two will be doing a breeding panel, TSK. Yeah, I think I have to go um, do something there too now. Or, I don't know. We'll yep, so that's, that's us for October, just those two shows. Because it's cropped over. Nobody, nobody usually does shows in October. That way they don't have to leave their houses. But right. uh, we'll do these two. And then, of course, gearing up for Big Emerald Cup. And I'll be at that main one, too, so there you go. God, we're going. We're oh, are you going to be in Maine on the 14th, yeah. 15th? Uh-huh. So there you go. All right. I think so. I think that was the plan. Right. I, I thought that was the plan, but maybe not. We'll see. Who the fuck knows? Um, okay, well, you're out of here, so get the hell out of here. Let me finish my shout-outs, and then, and then I'm going to get, um, and then gonna, we're going fin- to finish Bye. out with uh, Thunderfudge, a.k.a. Pinks and Perps, in a sec. Uh, our first other sponsor who we haven't had actually in a couple of weeks but we'll probably have him come out soon we're still trying to get neil who's the main owner from this company uh Numa, or the name main guy behind it behind all the formulas which is like the same guy that made um bud blood back in the day remember that yeah. the first thing ever that was on the market like yeah. the really the first thing that was thought out and like hey look when you're flowering you want to bang them with this and it was like what is that? Yeah, that's kind of cool. I haven't and, heard that name in a long time. Exactly. Should. So, uh, but now they make new new millennium here in Colorado. It's a soup. And then, is this the new site? It's finally up now. Is this what we're seeing? Uh, yeah, it's a new site. Let's see. Uh, because it was we've been waiting for it for like September forever, and it was now. Yeah. There's yep. Yeah, there's yep. new stuff. And Boom! It's the, up. So the calculators are up. The calculators are up. Oh my yep. god! This so is a, like it's a glory day for new millennium. So now finally you can go to new millennium. <laughs> there, all their whole site's working. Um, they've been building this thing for a while, and it makes it a lot easier as a grower because you can go. They, you know, they got about nine components, and uh, at the end of the day, you only need a little bit of this. You need a little more of that. Like especially when it, oh, there's a new product. There you go, right there. So that that's a good idea to get them on the show. I, I don't even know what that is. Carbo Narnia. Oh, the Carbo. Okay, cool. I've had that. It's awesome. Um, and that's actually got a lot of aminos in it too, which is cool because most Carbos are just kind of what they are. That amino because you're in that zone where you get the plants it's kind of like they're they're needing it at that time yeah. so you kind of like a lot of times people are just trying to pack on but they're not really plants don't don't fucking work fast enough to take it on but those aminos you can really tell like that's all they need at that point in time it's like a milkshake 
<laughs> Every time you give it to me, like this, I fucking like plant milkshake right there. It's like that was easy. that was good. You know what I mean? It's easy, quick, and it stacks it on. So that product line, they got a whole bunch of new artwork. It looks like mm-hmm. they're changing up right in front of my eyes. <laughs> I was like, I don't even recognize this shit. This is like I've been gone for two weeks. But <laughs> I haven't been over to the store in actually two weeks. It's funny. It's like the first time I didn't go there. Um, the site looks really nice. Very mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, it's a nice it's, site. The old site was pretty much like you ended at like dead end. You're like, it's coming soon. It was like, no, <laughs> no way. That's the worst. But now, looking good. And on, also, like I've been using that product, like I said, for over two years. It's rock solid. And that you work with a few other products like Budswell and stuff, which is awesome, yeah. too. It's another good product. Yeah, yeah see? Boom. Um, okay, next, build a soil. If you want to go old school, or actually new school in a way, no-till, uh, very smart organic-based components. Uh, They'll build your soil, uh, like the name of their company, as far as one bag, 300,000 bags. Well, 30,000, I know. They can handle that right away. 300 might be a lot. Yeah, they could do it. Um, Actually, funny enough, they're mixing a lot of shit by hand to ensure that you get a really good mix, but also on top of that, you can buy every component you need um, to do a completely good um, integrated pest management they have, so that helps keep things safe smartly with essential oils and basic stuff that you can actually get away with and the plant doesn't fucking build a tolerance to some other thing or you know yeah. convert it and fuck it up <laughs> so which we see all the time you can go to buildasoil.com uh, <laughs> check them out online and you can also go and call Jeremy at 855-877-SOIL and talk to a human they're really everyone that works there is super smart so you're not going to get anybody who doesn't know what you're talking about. But if you get to talk to Jeremy, which is awesome, then you can ask him anything you want <laughs> in the organic world, and he will come correct because we get him on the show a lot. He's, he can break stuff down for you really well. and it's like He's a real on-point guy, and, and every product that they have is really on. Like, you know, kind of like if, you, if he has it, you know you can use it in the long term. There's no crazy... Uh, yeah, there's no salts or nothing like that. So, give them a shout. They are the man, and uh, we got Incredibles, the best edibles. Everyone's got a new website. What the fuck is this? Like yeah. literally the yeah. the day of every single person <laughs> has a new website. God damn it! Good thing I was I got not mine. expecting that kind of a website either. Good thing I got my new website. It's a nice one. <laughs> <laughs> and Dunshaw's pretty new. That's only on a couple. Wow, of this is really dynamic. I know these guys are going nuts. Good job. Taking it real. Taking it to the next level. But in general, these guys have always been doing high-quality products, consistent. And, you know, that's the key to making chocolates. That's the key to making edibles. That's the key to making the extracts, which are kind of all these guys' specialties. And, you know, we've been watching them since the beginning and helping them out, actually, in the beginning. And it was like they were definitely the the leaders as far as, uh, you know, just recognizing that you have to concentrate on making really good, products that are from the oops from the beginning to the end which is i think that's the whole deal that these guys are all known for so yeah. they grow it they extract it then they turn it into edibles because a lot of companies were just basing their whole edible company on buying crap you know yeah. what i mean it's like that's not that's a terrible model the best model is good go you know going in with good components coming out with good components kind of like growing weed kind well of they have their whole uh, whole wellness component mm-hmm. yeah they have uh yeah they split off into three different things they're like incredibles edibles incredibles uh wellness and then incredibles uh, extracts 
So there you go. Check out that cool. site. It's iloveincredibles.com still, right? They didn't go crazy and change their website. Nope. Same website. Well, that would have been crazy. Uh, iloveincredibles.com. Check that out. That's actually been upgraded recently, too, because it used to be, didn't it be something else before? Yeah, they moved. They've been, they've been I want some of that chocolate right now. Oh, look too. at that one. Yeah, of course. Boom. Yeah. I'm not a chocolate fan, but I'm an edibles fan, so I would mm-hmm. eat that. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't want to put I wouldn't want to put my fingers near him with edibles. Yeah, um, yep. And then uh, our one of our newest sponsors, Grow Life, uh, and these guys are covering kind of like they're gonna they were supposed to be on the show today, but uh, that's where we're gonna get down and dirty and figure out all the shit that these guys are doing. But they're kind of covering the whole uh, direct customer base where people can. You know, it's kind of the future of this whole industry. It's kind of like they're, they, um, you know, especially when you're doing larger scale production. A lot of people want to, even though they go to grocery, a lot of people have their own one shop that they deal with, which is nice. But sometimes it's also like you're talking like con- larger uh, the firms. They want to go direct. These guys kind of do that. They bridge the gap um, and they bring in kind of uh, filled out units that are already kind of done. So instead of it being, you know, obviously they're not going to take every single component of a grow shop, but they're just taking the ones that are the most uh, needed and getting them out to people direct. It is um, Grow Life uh, Co. Co, right? Oh, Grow Life Echo or Eco. Eco.com? Mm-hmm. Okay. Grow Life Eco.com. And next week they're going to be on the show live. So I'm, uh, I think it's going to be Matt from the show, from the, from the company. Uh, and uh, yeah, we were supposed to have him on last week and then I couldn't do it. They were supposed to have him on this week and then he couldn't do it. Typical, typical stuff. But we ended up with, uh, and then we also have Wow, um, Wallace uh, only the Wallace Formula one, the Wallace only formula. Wow, wow, <laughs> Ron Wallace. So just look up the words Ron Wallace and you'll get it. Boom. Oh, there you go. That's our lad. that's our newest sponsor. He's coming on the show this whole next month. Uh, Ron Wallace pumpkins. Boom, and then you see the Ron. There you go. That's the Ron Wallace formula so for gigantic. Pumpkins. Can you even cook that? Nah. Can you hide in it? He gets to go on shows. <laughs> he, he gets to sit on top of them in front of people on shows. I would that's, hide that's stuff <laughs> inside of it and just It'd be transport. so cool. Yeah, it goes around a world tour. We need a suitcase. <laughs> you have like a pumpkin. World tour. We have to fill it with these bags. That well, he's like a repetitive like, competitor who keeps yeah. on like winning. It's not he's like... He's a winner. He's a winner. That's so crazy. No, Ron's got some awesome stuff. And the thing is, he's got his own um, mycorrhizal stuff. He's got his own product. So he's got his own product line. And this totally crossover uh, cannabis, and I told him when I, you know, so we kind of, I know that this year was his first year of really trying his stuff with uh, some some seed for me and other people, and so I know that it should be interesting to see how that that all panned out, so yeah. we'll have him on all next week. Um, and his website is, what is it? Uh, WallaceWild.com. WallaceWild.com, there you go, boom. And WallaceWild.com, uh, if you want, and if you want to talk to that guy direct, I'm sure he puts, did he put any numbers up there? No, because he's, um, he's a fun guy to talk to, let me tell you. Right. He's like that, that, oh, that thing. In his contact. Does he smoke? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, Ron well, Wallace. Not a lot, but he's a you know he, he's he's yeah Ron. Mr. Yeah. Ron. Yeah. Do you want the contact number? No, no I'm just saying he's okay. that kind of guy. He's, okay. he's he's amicable and easy to talk talk to. So, but he's fun. Uh, we'll get him on the show. I want to get him. I, I put out a message to Bill Burr because I was like, really want to get him on the show at one point, and yeah. I feel like if I get him on the show, I'm putting those two together just because I have like the Rhode Island and the Boston. It's just yeah. such a good combo because I grew up there a little bit, but I'm not like I kind of stayed away from. Picking that one up. Bill Burr's a good guy, man. That's that's dope that you guys are reaching out. 
I'm just reaching out because I think he's awesome. And yeah. I mean, it's just like one of those things. I'm like, fuck it. We're just going to be like one of those guys pestering him. And like, hey, it works half the time. That's how I get all the crap that we do done. I'm like, you know, if I'm going to uh, get anybody on the show, I want somebody else who does another podcast who just goes through all the bullshit. Mm-hmm. He just does it all solo and he's, he's hilarious. He doesn't need anybody. He's worse than both of us talking. <laughs> <laughs> We're pretty bad. Yeah. Oh. Well, as far as hogging the mic, you know. We, we, True. True. <laughs> okay, so we can't. As far as hogging the mic, we're gonna get on with our next guest. Yes. It's, it sounds like The View or something. I got like, my, or I don't know, like some stupid show. I got like the nine. Thanks three. for nothing. No, I'm just saying. You know, we got like our we got our Which multi 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 hosts. It's so good. Um, Goldberg. <laughs> you're instantly whoopy, I guess. Obviously. Uh, so, Mister Thunderfudge, you're still on the. Th- I hope you're still on there, right? After all that. Yeah, I'm still here. Oh, you're so kind. <laughs> nice talking to you again. I, um, so, how has it been uh, with? I guess. Well, let's see. It's been. We you came on my show about a few months, six months ago, or something like that. We had you on for just a minute or something. Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember a few months ago. A few months ago, I remember I, I told him I was like I thought this guy was pretty funny. We have a, we need to have a, a, a sesh. Um, so tell us tell us uh, a little bit about because he he was giving me some stuff some uh, you know, James likes to feed me with information but he's so talk so you know you've you talked to James you know <laughs> so I'm trying to pick up as much as oh, I can yeah. I'm like okay I'll try to remember some of this stuff so basically you you know because <laughs> one of uh, the, you know I I've, I've messed a lot with the elite gear you know yeah uh-huh. uh, I think we talked about Larry last time around yeah I, you had some bad experiences with her. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, uh, no, man, I've just been plugging along, you know, uh, just trying to get everything, all my favorite cuts back crossed and, mm-hmm. you know, at least in the fridge and so I can keep a hold of everything, you know. You lose so many good ones and I don't want to regret it later, so, yeah. you know. It's, just, it's, uh, kind of a, it's kind of a phase where a lot of us are at, I think, where it's just like uh, better to have it in seed form in some way, shape, or form right now because... I don't know. It's weird. I was just, I was literally just vacuuming certain, you know, a bunch of seeds up, and I was just like thinking to myself, like, okay, it's all it's like two duffel bags. It's just like, like it's all ready to roll. You know what I mean? I'm like, <laughs> I'm, like I'm just like, fuck. You never know because it's like one Pack of those up things. And go anywhere. Yeah, you just kind of want to be ready because I had everything in jars, you know, and it was just like clinkety clink. I was just like one of those deals where I was like, you know what? I'm gonna get it all just back because who the fuck knows? Shit's getting weird right now. <laughs> fucking every time you like turn on the TV, you're like. Is it going to be like a nuclear war tomorrow? Because <laughs> I better have my seeds not all in jars because that's not going to be good. You know, they're fucking ready to roll. Body pack everything I got. Yeah. At, le- at least have like a, a to-go package, you know, if you just need to grab something in a hurry. Oh, all your favorites. Survival seeds. You know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, exactly. It's not a bad time for anybody to, to think about that. Um, so are you still rocking a lot of original stuff from that time period or are you kind of been uh, – yeah, that's 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 all I really mess with, you know. Mm-hmm. I I like I like those those years, you know. But right before I came online, you know, oh four to, you know, two thousand ten, two thousand eleven. Uh-huh. You know, I I think there's a lot of stuff that was just really nice and was just kind of left behind, you know, going for the latest and greatest. Hmm. So we're just trying to go through and collect up as much as I can and. Getting in the seed form some way, somehow. Stuff like Burma Berry. Uh, I got some Burma Berry from uh, 
med user who did wood, wood horse seeds and hmm. you know i've been playing with that and you know the old the real super lemon haze not the lemon skunk the hmm. nice super super silver uh, silver haze looking you know uh big stretchy hmm. monster of a plant uh you know i've been playing with that a lot uh still the sour larry you know uh uh, Res Sour D to uh, Larry, and uh, I've taken that to BX2. Found a really nice dime piece male in the in the BX1. So you know, I hit that to a bunch of more modern cuts and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I've been all over the uh, Fruity Pebble OG from from Alien, and uh, that that's a great cross, man. Sour Larry BX1 to fruity pebble og the the diesel still there uh a little bit of og and just a mass amount of sweet cereal you know it's a really nice fruity fruity diesel cut so mm. i've got that to f2 now and just been playing with a few crosses uh, still play with the white a little you know i think if you have something really good and turpy you know the the white is a, is a no-brainer you know right. for adding frost and whatnot but uh no man that's about it you know just uh just plugging along you know well no it's good it sounds like i mean and that's Uh, the thing is if you just kind of hone in on certain certain things that you like the people who like it will like it and kind of come around and it will be you're not you're not chasing your tail every time because like it is it is fun to try different flavors and put them out there and let people make the decision that's usually the best bet yeah um but it's like i don't know it's just hard when you get like uh it's so funny, like five years ago, it was just everybody would just like all of a sudden stopped wanting anything sweet, you know what yeah. I mean? And then for like the next three years, nothing. And then all of a sudden lately, because everybody's gotten like... That forbidden fruit last year at the thing, Emerald Cup and all kinds of those thing, other fruity ones brought it all back. All of a sudden you're like, what? Fruit? Yeah. <laughs> Another new yeah. thing? Like, oh man, I've just been working on not fruit and yeah. everything for so long. And like over, <laughs> overnight from cushion Everyone's like, fruit. diesel, I want it yeah. to be like gassy. And you're like, all right. So then as a breeder, you're kind of like not not even focusing on sweet for a while. And yeah, I noticed, I noticed it recently. Where I, I did some stuff that came out kind of fruity and I was like, you know, maybe this will work just because I, before I would have thrown this away, you know what I mean? Just because of the fact that Not it's just, I know that people don't want that yeah. shit, but who the hell exactly. knows? Who the hell knows? It's a fickle market. Um, so you're working with James, obviously, which is uh, how we got, got you on the show today. And um, yeah, I mean, we, we all, I mean, as breeders, we all agree. He's like the, the, the best person to work with. And as far as getting your stuff out and, you need to uh yeah sort of uh you have a cause to deal with put them up on the on you want to get your your stuff sold out in four minutes all that you know <laughs> well you gotta you gotta yeah, have, you, you have, have to have, you have to have shit that people want yeah, <laughs> that, exactly. that, that much i guess like, it would help probably but no it's good to uh it, it's it's good to see the market here kind of mature slowly um even though at the same time most of us are pretty much been, you know, if, if you've been doing it for more than 10 years and you're definitely uh, doing it before things were cool and smooth and you had to dodge bullets. Exactly. And, uh, you know, help have friends kind of back you up every so often, which is the hardest struggle of any, uh, especially for breeders, just because a lot of times you're just kind of sitting on shit that's kind of useless for anybody else you know what yeah. i mean like it's not even that thing right there it's what it does you know what i mean and then people go like 
they don't see the value in it. You know what I mean? Like, because yeah. it's older. It's, 15 year old plan or something like that you know what i mean but you know what it does every time you do it so how, how you been exactly. how you how have you been managing and all that like uh, over the years have you been moving around a lot or are you just kind of staying in one spot or some people are blessed they never have to move ever, uh but. you know i i've i've kind of never just had the all the whole kit and caboodle to myself you know i've mm-hmm. uh carnage told me a little bit ago that you know you need a partner to fully be able to do what you want there's no way to be on instagram pushing your stuff and mm-hmm. and you know still spending your day in the garden and, and handling your home life and whatnot and it just like within 24 hours i had a friend walk in and he was just like the perfect candidate to do it and whatnot yep. you know he's been he's been a rock for me as far as, you know, I mean, I, I wasn't really into selling seeds so much as I was just wanted to make them for, you know, my, my sons and my son's sons and whatnot, just to preserve them, you know, knowing that someday they'll be worth something, you know, but, uh, you know, he kind of stepped up and said, dude, you know, you should be on hoarders here, man. It's disgusting, dude. You need to start off in these. And, you know, he just kind of gave me the confidence to get out there and, and start doing it, you know. I mean, I, I was with Exotic for a long time, and, man, you know, I, I saw how well he did and whatnot. And, you know, it's just, it, man, you know, it's just tough to put your foot out there if you have morals and you kind of see what's going on in a lot of bullpens. And, you know, you're like, God, I don't want to be thought of as that guy. You know, it's three years enough time to be working this thing to put it out. You know, am I going to get dogged on or whatnot? So, you know, I mean, well, yeah, it's getting more. Figuring out where you fit in. The market's interesting because it's getting a little bit more ridiculously vicious in one way, and it's also getting a little bit, um, yeah, because everybody like, and I noticed it back in the day years ago where. You know, people would be like, oh, yeah, we used to run your sage, you know, we killed it. You know, they'd love to say that, like, we killed it, we moved on to something else. And it was always just like, okay, whatever. And then there'd be other people who'd, like, hang on to shit forever. And so, you know, we don't know which one's good. It's kind of good to run through stuff, obviously. But people do get, like, kind of, like, it's getting to the point where people are, like, flavor of the hour, you know what I mean? It's not even flavor of, like, the month anymore. Yeah. It's, like, flavor of the, the week. or yeah. So it's kind of, it is kind of like, and, and it's weird, too, because as a grower, you know, if you let it out to the masses, it gets fucking railroaded real quick. Like, obviously, it has to really have legs, you know what I mean, to, like, keep going. Like, yeah. Gorilla Glue is a good example where it had enough legs that it, it made it around the world. Now it's famous in London. Yeah. You know, people are talking about it like it's the new skunk, you know what I mean? Like, oh, this is Gorilla Glue, and it's amazing how much the hype that one plant got. Yeah. Uh, and at the end of the day, as a grower, you're kind of like, eh. You know, it's 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 easy to grow and that's a kind of a problem because you almost don't want other people because then anybody can grow it so what's the fucking point of growing it you know you almost want it (laughs) like you want the challenge you know what I mean nobody really wants I mean you do want things to be easy obviously but it is nice when there's like a little challenge and you get something super special and other people and other people try it and they go like oh that thing sucks you know what I mean you're like no you just don't know how to grow it it's like fucking three more weeks than you're used to or whatever um, but like, yeah, you know, right, what's your usual uh, finishing time? Because uh, with your like, is your males that you're using, um, are they dominant or are they recessive as far as like their their structure and their flavor and everything like that? What, what's their kind of? They're they're more on the truer side of things, you know. Mm-hmm. This 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 ultimate camo eight, you know. I've I've seen things three generations down the road on the recessive side that came up as 
absolutely poster child for the F1, you know, and huh. I've, I've done, you know, I've, I've moved the line to BX2 in a completely opposite direction. Huh. You know, it, it uh, usually, you know, I, I like males that, you know, don't start sacking up until, you know, two weeks in, you know, huh. I don't like to see any, you know, any early balls at all, you know, yeah. usually, you know, the last plants I'm pulling out of my room are the, are the you know, the keeper males that I find in the bunch from from seed, you know and setting them all aside uh you know I, i'm to the point now I'd, I'd probably keep more males than females in the rotation and huh. you know just just monitor them everything does you know six months to a year just just in the tent being neglected and you know the the, the survivors move on to the next round at that point you know i'll start if they pass the stability then i'll, I'll get more into you know structure and 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 scent and, you know thc and whatnot but you know, I, I I like the stability before anything. It just seems to have saved me a lot of drama and a lot of a, a lot of situations. You know. Hmm. Yeah, especially like with uh, with OGs and stuff like that. When people make crosses with OGs, there's a lot of straw, you know, like structure going on and weird shit that you're just like, wow, man, that, you know, that's like has no intake. Like uh, I had a bunch of SFE back crosses that somebody gave me that was like. And this is somebody who has a really good cut, so it's not like, you know, it's coming from some real swag, but it was just weird because all the seeds were like good buds on papery weird stems, you know what I mean? So you're like, man, this is like hard to, like, if you cut it and you had it all, like, nice and you cut one branch, the whole thing just, like, collapsed inwards or something. It was just weird. I was like, this is, like, fucking bizarre. Like a cake falling in. Just terrible (laughs) structure. It was, like, a really weird, fucking weird plant. I just, like, tossed all of them on the end. It was, like, at first, I mean, I like the bud that came on it, but it's just, if you were even, like, ever tried to move it, it would just crumble into itself. It was weird. Um, So, yeah, structure is important, obviously. And then, um, and then, yeah, I mean, you you kind of go for the bullet. What 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 the guy Wolf that was on the show a minute ago? His whole thing is bulletproof plants, and I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, I just I, I feed it wrong. I fucking throw it under the lights and just feed on it. He's, <laughs> he's <laughs> the believer that it's a weed and can live and, through and, everything. And he tries and to it, torture. He does, he's like, yeah. anything that makes it through my torture, good plant. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, he's going he's going for the yeah, hardcore. Yeah. Like, you know. that's funny. But he's like, they're bulletproof at that point. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, it makes sense in the long run, obviously, because, uh, um, it, and that's kind of what I'm doing at the right now, just because someone gave me some uh, of my own plants back because they just had too many, and they were like, oh, freaking, I was like, just give me some, I'll throw them on my roof. Kind of the same thing, I go away for three days and come back, like, oh, shit, come up there, and they're like, hurting, but now everything's filling in okay, yeah. and it's like, it's, it's funny because they're, you know, they're, they're all bud. There's nothing left. There's no leaf on the plant because it's fucking October and they're just about, just, you know, just like, you know, whatever. But at the same time, I, I've treated <laughs> them like my redheaded stepchild, you know, just like beat it down. Just pull the wolf. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, coming up. I've, I've thrown, I think, four or five times I put some like back one on them. And that's, it. Oh, yeah. that's all I did. I was like, that's it. That's all you get. <laughs> you get some back one. You get one product. Well, I mean, that that's when you see the real star shine, you know, yeah. is, mm-hmm. is in the shitty conditions, you know. I mean, I usually take, you know, my any male that's really in the spotlight, you know, I'll take my tent, one of my tent doors and literally pick it up and dip it halfway into the plant as a partition and I'll let the back side of it completely die off, you know, completely light deprived. And then I watch the front side to make sure, you know, it doesn't, you know, click any survival, you know, 
her, triggers and, and start flow. popping sacks yeah. or anything, you right. know. You know, and it, they should. They should go through hell because if they don't go through hell here, somebody else is going to put them through hell. And sure. I at least want to be able to know what to tell them, you know. I mean, you know, I, I, always, mean, I always you know, used to... I, uh, I, yeah, I used to think about that from Amsterdam's point of view that it was like such a shitty condition there as far as like humid and you know cold and just crappy and you always grow indoors and there'd always be like you know just kind of like in places that weren't supposed to be growing yeah. and whatever and so it wasn't like you were growing them in laboratories or nothing and and then I always was like well I bet these seeds do really well because when they get to fucking California or something they're like holy shit this is awesome you know what I mean like where the, fu- where the fuck have I been yeah. my whole life you know what I mean where if you bring them from somewhere that's all nice it's almost like they're gonna die when they hit yeah. Holland and then try to grow outdoors. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some some kid's gonna try to grow and exactly. it's, gonna, it's gonna like poop out on you. So yeah, exactly. So uh, so basically, no. you torture all your plants and you <laughs> clip fucking electrodes to them, zap them. That's cool. Now uh, have you? So small you, pots the first time around, of right. course. You know, uh-huh. keep them bound up good. You know, I I, I you know I I think I just kind of have this opinion if you just beat the hell out of a male enough you know you just and you know the female plants you're you're using you know to to cross them to i mean you should know that thing pretty intimately and you know not have a problem with anything if you just make it bulletproof that's a that's a good analogy i like that okay that's good we'll take nuggets away from each other on this one the um yeah, so the other thing, too, with breeding also is, I mean, the males is what separates all the breeders because a lot of people share different females, you know. Oh, you're using this diesel. And exactly. Yeah, and everybody uses that diesel, and there's four different combos coming off of it. Um, so do you do, like, uh, like just real small numbers to play around with, or do you, like, uh, make a bunch and then run through? Small like, numbers. Yeah, small. Do you ever do like multis on one? You know, plant? like take like one female and put five different males in bags and kind of go for that style, or do you just? Kind I, of... I just did a random on on the uh, on the sour Larry Pebbles out there. I used three males to three females. Uh, I mean, you know, it, it, it. I only pretty much use one male mm-hmm. if it's you know a preservation. You know, something I need locked down in seed form, and my my options are limited. You know. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I definitely, if, if you're going to an FF2 generation anyway, I mean, why not throw everything in the sink you can, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, of, of course, you know, my uh, Sour Larry BX, or excuse me, Super Lemon Haze BX1 F2 was like, I think we used two females, two males, but they were both really similar. Just one still had a little cam in it, uh, you know, just just to keep it interesting and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, yeah, of course, man. Selection is, is everything. And if I don't see something in one plant, but I have two good males, you know, I'll, I'll, I have no problem throwing two, three, four, five, whatever. Whatever gets the job done. Right. No, and that's the thing is a lot of times don't know until next round anyway because, I mean, that's the whole point. You, have to, you do have to go through everything. Exactly. And, and then... Surprise, surprise, you know, one out of five worked. And so imagine if you only did one, you'd really have a better be that one, you know, and chances are it would be four exactly. times, four times saying no, you know what I mean? And so yeah, definitely more males is always a good thing. And that's also the pain in the ass part of being a grower, uh, or a breeder is general is that people don't get, you know, the importance of males. And yeah. so 
on many occasions I've seen people just neglect because you look because well, you, it looks like because easier. it looks like you're neglecting it because it's in too small of a pot and whatever and then if you try those are the kind of things you can't have a hard time leaving with people you know what I mean because then all of a sudden you're like you are trapped in your own fucking yes. <laughs> can of hell you know I mean? I've had that so many times where I've been like oh my god I can't leave you know what I mean it's too many little things happening you know and uh i think we've all been through that oh, one, yeah. where we've had to cancel trips and uh move some life around because you can't leave because you're a slave to your little garden there that won't produce and you're like damn it what i do wrong well, well the classic one i think a lot of people have been through is the right when you first like we just tighten the last screw and the fucking best looking thing you've ever done then you get the fucking letter that says Oh, we're once every whatever amount of years we come through for an inspection, and we're going to be there like in the next Monday or something. And you're like, "Fuck!" Yeah, I've had you know, I've had that in Holland so many times because in Holland they love to do these once a year checks, and no, you never know when you move into a new house. And it seems like every time you move into a new place, you, you, before you've ever built the fucking first little fake wall or whatever to fucking hide it, you know, they've already come through. You've broken it all down and mm-hmm. fucking got rented a truck and had it outside. And, kept a fucking heater in the truck in the middle of the winter. I've done it all, like all the stupid things you could ever do, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I mean, have you have you, uh, have you had to do any kind of crazy maneuvers like that, like with genetics or anything? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. U-Haul trucks and yeah. shady people right. and, and two-hour drives to the grow and, mm-hmm. and your partner dies uh, two months into the the arrangement and you have to deal with his tweaker son yeah i've, I've uh <laughs> I've, like I've been a, there i've done uh, that a few times yeah, sure. i was like over three on my like you know in 2016 on mm-hmm. you know co-ventures oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> been there done that exactly and that, and that is the, the that is the hard uh lesson of this whole thing where you know you do deal with people you don't want to deal with sometimes and or you know you, you didn't know you didn't want to deal with them in the first place uh, part. I mean, I tell everybody from the, like whenever I'm doing any kind of, uh, you know, question answer thing, people are asking me like, it's like, what's the hardest thing? It's like, you know, picking the wrong fucking partner is probably the hardest thing because that's like you're stuck, you're married at that point, you know what I mean? And you got to be like, whether it's legal, illegal, underground, overground, doesn't matter. You're still in some sort of a weird contract bind, you know what I mean? And it gets weird quick, that's for yeah. sure. You know what I mean? It's, uh, especially when you're like the talent that's doing all the real work, you know, and that's, that's where it gets real rough because the people who have money think things just, you know, double and triple and... They when, think it's drug dealing, not aggro. That's the problem. Yeah, when you're actually talking about plants and keeping things alive and waiting, you know, you have to like wait around. There's nothing to do. You know, it's like, what else are you going to do? You know, it's like... Uh, so... Uh, Tell me any, anything else going on as far as uh, uh, outside of uh, you're you gonna come to Emerald Cup or are you gonna come over there? Yeah, I'm gonna try to get down there definitely. Nice. Uh, oh, I yeah, I had I had cannabis hypermesis like two months ago. Oh, really? We had a guy on the show actually about oh. we, we, we had a guy on the show about I don't know a few weeks ago actually, and he was about a month ago. And uh, tell tell us what happened. You got diagnosed with it, or you just think you had it, or what's the deal? No, well, man. Well, you know what? I, I had a late dinner one night. Had a Burger King apple pie. You know, <laughs> we're already on a bad, we're on a bad, uh, bad start right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is starting. Like, you think you I know sound the, like me right I now. think I know the problem, yeah, sir. <laughs> and then, uh, so you know, three o'clock in the morning rolls around, man, and I, I get up and I just feel terrible. I'm going, oh man, I, 
I got the sweats and I'm, I'm just like in pain. And I know it's like, man, I'm going to have to go through it. Mm-hmm. Stepped outside and just started throwing up. And I, I could not stop vomiting for uh, retching for like three hours. Hmm. Uh, and man, I got this, this incredible obsessive compulsive disorder to just be in the shower. And, and that was the only thing that would make me feel any better. And, I mean, I probably took 20 showers inside of, geez, by the next morning, you know. I mean, I, I couldn't, I, I was just huh. staying in the shower. I was that sick. And I, I went to the emergency room, and they told me that, uh, they told they told me I was going to die within a, a year, basically. <laughs> That's how the conversation started. Uh, well, I had a heart murmur. You know, which I knew I had, but the you know a, a big symptom of the the hypermesis is you know your heart rate drops. Hmm. So the two the two together was not good, and you know they wow. ended up giving me anti nausea medicine and sending me home. And uh, man, I was still sick the next day, and I figured, man, I'll go take a toke, you know, I'll try to you know get my appetite back. And man, it hit me like an anvil over the head. So I was right back at the emergency room and, you know, I had been, you know, on the net surfing and whatnot and saw, you know, the main symptoms are, yeah, you know, OCD in the shower and, you know, pain at room temperature and just not being able to hold anything down. And, and, uh, I actually had a doctor that listened to me and me, she took me right in and they got the, uh, the IV running and, uh, they were said, man, you have like zero electrolytes in your body. You have zero potassium. You're, you're hurting. So hmm. they kept me there for like five days, man, just monitoring me. My my heart rate didn't want to go back up. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was not a good ordeal, but you know, the nausea, the pain, uh, man, it, it was unreal. But, hmm. but I, by the end of, four days or whatever, you know, the main doctor at the hospital had came back to me and she had been talking to doctors in Colorado and a few other, a few other states and whatnot. And they did say it was, you know, combination, my heart murmur and the, the, the cannabis hypermesis. Hmm. So, so you were probably, yeah, man. Going, you know, that's, that's crazy. And then this whole year to live, I mean, what is that, that heart murmur is like, uh, that is like that they know something like they can actually determine that or that's more of just like a, uh, you, you know, could he, add he, from he a year on. Misguising it. It. Yeah. I mean, it sounds a little yeah. You know, he was, he was being, you know, he was being a little overkill, but you know, I, I, I was a cigarette smoker for 20 something years too. So I had to, I had to quit that and I'm taking like, maybe three tokes a day now which is just fucking awesome boy <laughs> it's like being in eighth grade all over <laughs> the giggles so, you and know, munchies. I, I took, you know oh yeah i took 40 days off or whatever and you know just just went from i don't know maybe three and a half four grams a day down to half gram or less you know just just a, a couple green hits man i'll do it right. all day i'll just ride that wave all the way to the morning <laughs> well, yeah, so I mean, that's less, nice. less is more in that yes. sense for sure. That's a, you know that's uh, you know that there there's always these weird silver linings when you have medical medical situations like that that come out of nowhere. It's like usually like it's a you know I had a friend a friend in Amsterdam who is maybe two years older than me, so he's probably fifty this year, 
And but he had a heart attack like two or three years ago, and like he became a totally different person because he was used to be like party animal maniac, you know. Just like all of a sudden he like whoa, you know, like kind of toned everything down almost too much. Almost to the point I was like, dude, yeah, come on. He, I, I go, you can come to Holland. He's like, no. Or you can come to uh, to Denver. He's like, no, dude, it's too fucking high up, dude. My, my your heart is not going to explode. He's like, oh yeah, it's going to explode. I'm like, you know, so he's already like determined. And he's, he's never going to come see me here because he's like, sure, it's just going to like explode. Because like, it happens all the time. We, we see it on the news out here. Another man's heart exploded. <laughs> I know. I said this has never happened. Dear Lord. Yeah. That's so funny. Um, but anyway, so... Are you like going to follow up on that? Or are you just kind of, I mean, the cannabis, I mean, basically yeah, you're just you reduce, know, reducing yeah, everything. Just, you're, just, okay. Yeah, I have, to, I have to have a. What was the whole electrolyte part? What was the whole yeah. electrolyte part? I mean, obviously I'm thinking Brondo, right? You know, Brondo withdrawals at that point, right? Yeah. So you're like, bring on the yeah. Brondo. <laughs> bring on the Brondo. Oh, uh, man, I just, you know, I hadn't eaten or, you know, I was probably dehydrated in the first place mm. on top of everything. And true, the, true. You know, that on top of everything. And. No, I just, I had nothing left in my body. There mm. was nothing left to give, man. Sure. So, yeah, they, they you know, they got the the potassium IV going and and, uh, and some nutrients and whatnot. And, man, it, it took three days or so before I could eat, you know, regular food again. And, and just, yeah, it was no joke. That is not fun. Yeah. <laughs> and, you yeah. know, I, and, and, you know, nobody really talks about it at all, but, you know, it, it it's, it does happen, so yeah. you know that's a. It's a well, the problem is that, that the problem is there's so many heavy smokers out there. They're like, I smoke every day. I never get that. But then again, they're also like, you know, I think three to four grams is a lot every day. That's like, you know, that's that's serious. And you smoke cigarettes too at the same time, or is that what you said, or or no? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and so I that's a, and you know, like on pe- those full flavors for years. <laughs> man. Wow. Yeah, and I mean oh, that's the man. thing is like people smoke cigarettes and weed all day. Um, you know, like the weed kind of maybe helps a little bit balance it out a little bit, but for the most part, like the, the cigarettes are like damage is done. You know what I mean? Like you're, the, the, yeah. the, the finite taste, like people I used to know would keep their weed in their shaggy in Holland, you know what I mean? Cause they didn't give a shit. They'd mix it all with tobacco anyway. I was like, Oh, this is terrible. Like I could just, I couldn't even smoke the weed that was near the tobacco cause it had yeah. that like fucking funk. Oh. But a lot of people just like get like into that whole like boom they'll smoke anything you know anything any mix, and it's way rougher because you know you just have that like the tendency I mean tobacco is just like such a different uh, damage con- you know yeah. compared to oh, yeah. like cannabis actually you know oh, it, and, and that's why negligible. I mean this is a symptom of something that's like you know obviously there's more to it than just cannabis I mean it's just yeah. some combo. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, when they see this, in most cases, it is a, a mixture of things, a lot of high stress. Uh, it is the fact that we do increase the heart rate. And right now, like the kids who are dabbing, that increases your heart rate even 10% higher than just taking the regular dab because now we have a massive influx. So these are the topics that should be di- being discussed. In fact, there is a panel that is being put together, and it's a real true medical panel that is talking about little things like uh, lipid pneumonia, uh, other mm-hmm. types of issues that maybe not are fully cannabis-derived, but there is a large portion of the cannabis industry that is playing into these types of conditions. And so now we really do need to be educating not just the pharmaceutical companies that are out there trying to tap in, but also the, the people who this could be happening to. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, there is a... Did you see there was, like, this study that came out, like, where they were saying at higher temperatures, 
there was toxins, which I mean, it's kind of obvious. Like, and, and you can tell that when, and it's, yeah. it's funny how like the trends were the healthier trends, but the most wasteful. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So, so it doesn't low feel, temp it so you don't have yeah. any hit really, but yeah, yeah. Can't taste it if you don't waste yeah. it, bro. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be like, oh, oh this is so, it's so rough on the old time smokers because we're all just based on like get everything in your yeah. body that you can because you know we'd be smoking at a game or we'd be smoking at a fucking concert or we'd be smoking you. somewhere else. Yeah. It'd be like, you don't let any of that shit. You yeah. try to get as much in in you as you can, and then with smoking dabs, the, the idea is that to like not hold it and fucking barely hit it and. Yeah kind of over wasted and it is weird and then like everyone's got fucking q-tips and like i have a party here and at the end it's like it's messier with fucking dabbers than it is with fucking um, any other thing because these guys have like on the counter. 200 fucking q-tips on my spot yeah. and they're all on the floor and everywhere and it's just like really like, we are doing we, a, a cross analysis <laughs> on how much we've increased the sale of q-tips like we did with the, the turkey <laughs> bag the yeah day. with the turkey bag industry and, and yeah. ziplocs like we like as the cannabis industry in whole has actually supported some of those several markets at, at very many points and well, the, butane, over the last butane, year over the last couple the, of years yeah, those guys have, I mean they must have just freaked out read like, the side of some of the cameras they say like going? the best yield possible and you're like out yeah. of my lighter like <laughs> what are you talking about there but yeah you know a lot of these industries are just blown away I'm sure by cannabis where it's you know like the like like turkey bags I'm sure they're like so there's like a one shop in Ukiah. Yeah. This guy sells like two thousand <laughs> fucking no, boxes a day. You know, I mean, like what's no the bullshit. There yeah. is a Family Dollar, and I forget the exact location. I think it is in Ukiah that uh, <laughs> that sells more totes. We know yeah. the totes. Everybody knows the totes. Right. They sell more totes than any other faci- uh, facility in that company. Yeah, that's like the headquarters for totes. <laughs> that's awesome. They're like, we're out of totes. Call Kelly. So that's <laughs> just that's send, where the totes just are. Send at. them all there. Yeah. No, it is. It is crazy, right? Um, so, uh, well, the, I mean, from, from so you're doing like a, a bunch of different strains, kind of to support all this, or I mean, it's definitely like it sounds like a serious. Sounds like you got like some some serious shit going on. So you definitely want to like. You know, creating that as part of the campaign, or are you just kind of keeping it all private, or what's the deal? Uh, yeah, you know, I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm just watching and observing and hmm. see it where where it can take me at some point. You know, well, just because I, I mean, that's like a drastic. That's like someone tells you you got a year to live, and you're just like, oh, well, then fucking, I'm gonna make that the best year in my life yeah. right there. So I mean, yeah. you might as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, man. Well, you know, they, and it won't be though. And I don't think it's going to be one year. I think that's just somebody trying to. Fucking no, no. That that was that was something that dude told me just to scare the shit out. Of <laughs> I was going to say it, it worked. So I mean, yeah, it got, you, it got you to stop smoking. I'd, I'd shake good. his hand if I saw him today. You know. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. So. Um, I got no a question from the chat that, room for yeah. Thunder Fudge. Okay, we got a, we got a chat room question. Um, let's see. He uh, Bateman is asking any tips tips on what leaf traits or structure to look for in the Sour Larry BX. Ooh, nice. Uh, you want the five leafers? Uh, of course, the you know the there will be some uh, opposing, more like like chem looking plants. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're you're gonna want to pull the leaves off. You, you, what's the best way to say this? Uh, up until you have them in flower, you'll have a few with like mass traits. Uh, 
you, you'll see uh, more of a sour Larry structure with uh, some more sativa-ish leaves. Um, if you smell the the uh, like it's it's like a lime eucalyptus, you're you're treading right on solid sour Larry grounds. Uh, the ones that uh, you know the the smell takes a little longer to come out in. And those will be your, you know, five through seven leaves. A lot of those will be more on the chem side, but you will find some straight OG plants in there with with more of a like like uh, more of a beefed up structure. I'd say, not like a limpy uh, spaghetti noodle SFV plant, more like I got you. Uh, a chem plant that you cut half the plant off of. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. very beefy looking, very beefy looking. Uh, there, you know, the, the sour Larry Finos, uh, the my keeper has five leaves. They're uh, have like that spacing, the uh, like uh, sour Larry would have, or excuse me, sour diesel. You know, mm-hmm. you, you look at a sour diesel leaf. Uh, it's it's very similar, just less blades. You know, you'll see that a lot. Um, you know, sour Larry leaners will go eight and a half weeks, uh, nine at the most. Sorry, I had to pull some shit out of my gutter real quick. Raining down here. Um, but uh, basically, you want a canoe-shaped leaf. The whiter leaves will be the more Larry-esque plants. Uh, the perfect sour-Larry combo to me is an, a nice, not thinner, medium width leaf, I'd say, uh, like a chem Kush. They're 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 abundant in there, you know. Uh, sour the sour Larry BX ones were a little more. Uh, you either got it or you didn't. You got a chem plant or you got a sour Larry plant. Right. Uh, the sour Larry BX twos are more of a combination of sour Larry genes. You know if that makes sense. Like you'll see plants with. OG buds with a more of a, a diesel structure to it, you know, mm-hmm. uh, or you'll get the, uh, just the solid large plant with the, the Larry buds on it. You know, I mean, there's, there's like five main phenotypes that, that come out of there. Three, three of them being sour Larry, two of them being a little more on the chem side. Cause like we, we talked about earlier, that 08 male just loves to show itself. You know, even at BX2. And, you know, that combination was the Ultimate Chem 08, which is half Ultimate Chem, half Sour Larry. I took that to the Sour Larry clone from Zoolander uh, and then found a nice male on that. Of course, went back to the cut again. Bam, you got BX2. But, uh, you, you know, basically you're, you're looking for the, 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 the more cushy leaves, of course, is going to be the more Sour Larry. You know, uh, uh, but you'll you'll see a couple combinations in there, but they're all very 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 sour Larry esque. You know, uh, the you know the leaves are like probably the weakest point as far as uh, as determining mm-hmm. you know what what's what. I, I mean, you you you'll see it in the structure, man. Is is the main thing you're gonna you're you're gonna see early on if it has uh, more opposing branches. You're gonna have a, a cam leaner, you know. If it's gotcha. more of a, 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 yeah, 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 climber kind of. Cool. 
yeah. Well, that's yeah, cool. exactly. Cool. Um, you know, that's the thing is like a lot of this is, uh, it's good to see that. So between the BX1 and the BX2, you pretty much are, if you really want to have one or the other, you're going to go with the BX1. And if you really want to have a blend, you want the BX2 is kind of what you're. The, the, yep, exactly. Gotcha. Exactly. Cool. And, exactly. uh, and then we, we discussed last time I told you, like I had, I also said it was totally not verified. So it was not like I had a chain of command, but I had the, the seed version of some lemon Larry that ended up going to and blowing out my whole room. Is that, is that from a totally, <laughs> is that, is that from a totally different, uh, uh, cause I heard No, that. man, it, it was both, both from elite genetics, mm-hmm. uh, man, elite, the, the guy made some great crosses, but he was just, you know, he couldn't stay away from the drugs. Uh, uh, he actually just got out after doing, I think, eight years, and he made it three months out on the streets before he, you know, uh, eluded the cops and hit a parked house. And <laughs> I mean, we, we had a pretty bad bad run, but he's back in prison. Um, mm-hmm. He he made the lemon Larry in two batches, and the second batch is the one with the problems. You gotcha. know, the 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 lack of flavor and the, and the herms and whatnot. He let that first male go and then just tried to Grab once us. it became such a hit, you know, yeah. he tried to fudge another batch. Gotcha. So, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, Skunk Master Flex, you know, he's worked that Larry line in the F8 F9 or something. I think he was one of the original testers for the first batch. Mhm. And a guy named Big Buddy from Big Buddy Seeds who found the Big Buddy Lavender for Bodie. Uh, I think he was the other tester. So, no, man, they they uh, that first batch was, was epic, man. I see very little. I see no intersexing, man. If, if you get uh, a herm plant, you're going to know 10 days in. You know, that's just they're 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 herms right from the get-go or they don't herm. So mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of nice. You, you know, it was a. Uh, it's just kind of a bonus. That's kind of why I've just stayed with it for so long, and I, you know, I keep working with it. It's just mm-hmm. it's been a pleasure. I think I know it well, and man, the the, the stability is there. Right. So, well, yeah. I mean, and, and there's certain plants that, uh, you know, the test of time is there, and you know, if some things are like two, three years, and then they kind of die off, and you know, it's always nice to have certain phenos that stand out and everybody either, either clones really well, which is always a good, good, yeah. good, because I mean, a lot of OGs suck and I mean, they're just, they clone terrible. So, yeah. so you end up like seeing dead ends a lot of times with people or like one guy can keep it going and he keeps it alive. And then if he goes down, everyone goes down <laughs> because yeah. everyone else is super sloppy and they get, you know, but then everybody you get other, gets their cut from him. And then you get like blue dream. If I can root like crazy, you know, things that are easy and people grow it like nuts. And that's why it's the most popular strain in the world at one point, but not because it's good weed, just yeah. because it was an easy, big yielder, easy, big yielder that transported. Well, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much what it was like designed to do. Yeah, you know? well. <laughs> it just had my ROI. It just had that like, uh, yeah, the thing is if that was like the last thing you opened up mm-hmm. on the East coast, it would be still have some smell to it and it would actually be all right. Whereas, OG would be dead by the time if it was the last plant you pulled out, you wouldn't even smell the OG part. Barely, You'd be like that's some swag, you know. So then it gets good old day. Yeah, kind of yeah. goes quicker. Indicas don't seem to age as nice, in my opinion. I mean, that's what I've noticed. A little bit less. Uh, yeah, they get a little yeah. browner faster. Yeah, they lose their. They, 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 you know, 
they have that kind of cardboard like oh that yeah. looked good I know that was good weed back when it was good weed but whereas it get a sativa it'll just have a little wang to it or mm-hmm. something like that after a while it's a little bit kind of gets the same like yeah. it becomes that old jack hair kind of weird smell like that. that kind of musty just gonna cedar that. smell or something like that and you're like oh, okay that's you know that's a, that's a sativa something. <laughs> I don't remember what, but that's definitely a sativa. It's a sativa something. I didn't have any jack laying around. What is this? Something. Yeah, that that has been like the kind of like flavor that got yeah. kind of like dominated everything. And you notice how it creeped into a lot of people's lines and yeah. turned into like. Well, it was like two thousand and six and seven when J two J all of them just started going crazy and everybody was just buying them and they were the strains and. Uh-huh. Then it turned into all the craziness, and now everybody's backcrossed with it. We don't even know what half of these strains are. But it's I, very dominant. Whatever yeah. it is, it, it it just like it's like putting just one drop in just kills it. Like, yes. oh, like it just tastes like the same <laughs> fucking weed <laughs> as that other weed. It's weed, and you can't put your finger on it because it's the all weed. like it's uh, that flavor. So yeah, that is kind of like the thing. Maybe you don't want to keep out of your mix if you want to stay unique. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you got any other? You got any like long flowering, like beyond the, that ten week time, or you kind of try to stay within the nine and a half? Man, every eight. everything's more on the ten eleven week side. Ten eleven, you know. Okay. Um, I think. 10, yeah. I think seventy you know. seventy five seventy seven days is a beautiful fucking day. Mm-hmm. Like when you can get a good plant that finishes on that eleventh week, like perfectly. Oh, those are dot. those seem to be really more heady, kind of nicer. Like personal, they've plant. matured fully right, right before they're starting to put those seeds in there and get that overdone little feel. That's like the it's it's perfect. It's like a uh, a perfectly cooked something. You well, know? that's why I had a lot of people who had problems with any sage crosses because they'd be like, "Oh man, it takes fucking over ten weeks." I'm like, I know, but that's like it's a good. I can like only the, get two a year. <laughs> you know, and then it's like to me, it's like less work per year, more yield, and yeah. just grow bigger plants. You know, if you can. Yeah. What What are you growing in? Uh, Thunder. What's your technique? Do you soil or? Uh, uh, I think I'm, you're, a, I'm a cocoa guy. Cocoa. House and garden across the board. I remember we were like talking about. Yeah, I do remember. I now remember from last time. Cocoa, house and garden, and I was like, and you were like, yeah, not so impressed. And I was like, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I think that was a discussion we had on the last. Uh, uh, but you don't really change it up too much. Or you're just kind of like uh, stuck. You got pretty much your your. Well, my part, my partner's all just amended soils. You know, no till and whatnot. Okay. You know, <laughs> he brings plants over here, and I go right over the top of it with the bottle, and yeah. you know, it is what it is. What it is. All, all the stuff that that we're making seeds with is all done for simplicity and no till and whatnot. That's um, cool. I just like to test things hard and whatnot. You know, feed every day. Uh, you know, double-ended bulbs. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I I run it pretty hard, but you know, I mean, it, it's getting to the point here where you know I might as well just find a damn job in the industry. It's, it's you know, the market for guys like me isn't as big as it once was, booming and whatnot. So, you know, we're just kind of throttling down now on the growing and just uh, you know, it's it's it, it's always been tough to you know grow for survival and you can't really test yeah. and grow for survival because you can't hand somebody here all well, here you know you want you want a pound here's you know 20 different varieties in 20 different bags you know I mean, right. so it, it's to the point now it's just 
I'm just going to run stuff just for testing and whatnot and selection and, and just, you know, lose the marking end of, of that. You know? Right. So, well, yeah, I mean, you can always make, you can always, you can always, uh, you know, get somebody who has an edible company or something like that to get partner up with you and then let them just deal with that. And then you don't have to like, you're just looking for what you're looking for, you know, which is, uh, and that's cool if you can just run numbers exactly. like that. And that's, in a way, it's kind of less distracting and probably you get the job done quicker than if you had to like think about all the other parts of it all, you know, cause that's, that is also the funny, we were like, we talked about earlier about transition of this industry is like, that is the, the hard part is that everybody's one man show or two man show. And they got like, you know, their thing rolling and it's like, it kind of like you have to diversify in some weird way. And, yeah. and then, yeah, the, exactly. uh, I mean, to the point where it's like, how much does it get? for basil again because <laughs> yeah. it's like it actually makes more money if you start doing the math you're sort of going like fuck if I did my whole room and every 14 days I flipped that thing and I sold that to a restaurant how quick all, does radishes you know, grow and then you don't have to dry it and do anything. <laughs> there's no drying and there's no this and you get that living when you buy those living ones it's like yeah. six bucks for two little fucking sploops whoops you know and it's yeah. like and it could fit like ten thousand of those on my deal, so I was like, "That's if I could have for a quarter well, of that money, that'd be almost worth more than than the yeah. you know just growing cannabis." Well, and a lot of people have started actually doing those types of things. Uh, obviously, we do all the cross analysis of the industry, and those are one of the markets that we've been impacting is the in-home gardeners who then later on sell at these farmers markets, and now they've created a micro business based on the products that were created specifically for the industry, obviously hidden behind certain words and, and linguistics that said like, you know, growing for indoor gardens and all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff, leaving out marijuana. But uh, we've now created a whole new market of people who are doing that. And now there's like uh, people who are trying to create sky farms here in, here in America that are using mm -hmm. those models. So, right. Well, that was the thing that was the other cool part about sensibility tips back in the day is that they always kind of, looking into the future of farming and it was a lot of that like like lettuce farms and stuff like that that didn't really work for weed because it's like yeah like, it's better for eight to, you know ten eight to fourteen day crop work is kind of in and out in and out but if if uh i mean people are willing i think now artisanal food is going to become the next thing because you're going to have to like eat in cities and stuff well like here your guys's new law that was just passed says that you can no longer have anything that looks like a candy so there's like specific, you can have a diamond shape, you can have a square shape, mm -hmm. but you cannot have a gummy, you cannot have a gummy, well, you right. can have a gummy, but it can't be a bear, it can't be a worm, it can't be anything that somebody's going to get uh, mm -hmm. misconstrued. And this was not because somebody got a hold of it, it was because a kid was selling at a high school, and he got busted and told the cops how he did the whole full nine yards and said, I was making my own gummies. Those cops got a hold of the school district who then worked together with the legislators to now implement this oh, new thing. Nar so, yeah, little narcs, you know, we, oh, got, we got them everywhere. Oh, man. And, uh, and you know, whatever, know can't, rules. can't knock the hustle. I was that kid at one time, but at the same time, it's those stupid little things that uh, create new legislation, which imagine how many companies like right now have already gone out there and gotten like gummy bear, uh, uh, you know, uh, parts and components for their candy making machines and now they got to go get new molds they got to go redesign they got to find out somebody else who's going to have uh, a new design that is still compatible with what we're doing in this industry and so uh it, it always changes things with all those make it everything things. everything should just look like turds yeah like, Dude, <laughs> mr hanky just here you go big turd turd <laughs> Candy, boom. I saw a kid had a kids mold like, for cupcakes. Kids kid should that, not eat turds. Like the, the turd mold. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm always making cupcakes uh, for the neighbors. See, there you go. That's pretty dope. <laughs> so we're I would we're make those for my neighbors. We're on to something. Um, you guys, edibles. You guys do any kind of edibles with your? Uh, are you are you into that? Since your name's Thunder Fudge, no, you might as well have Thunder Fudge. Come on. Yeah, you don't have Can't, Thunder Fudge. I, I, would, I was going to say, you should be rocking some, that should be your uh, side gig right there. Because mm. with a name like Thunder Fudge, you could definitely deliver some serious fucking deal and then be like, oh, my, <laughs> you didn't know, you didn't know what Thunder Fudge is. You didn't realize when you didn't, didn't get to work for three days. It's like, that could be some like thousand milligram per, yeah. per slice stuff. You know what I mean? Because it's like knocking in your ass. You're the man. Not the thing you <laughs> I would be doing that if I were you. I'd be milking that milking that Thunderfudge name as much as possible. Uh, that like, is a dope name. Uh, yeah, it's a good name. <laughs> but you could deliver actual material that was Thunderfudge, then people would be like... Be or at like, least a recipe. You'd be legendary. Sell the recipe. I mean, I'd wear the shirt. I mean, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> we can brand this. Yeah, we're already on this. We're, 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 we're running with your name, and we're going to be giving you a... You'll get a run. check soon. We're getting a real <laughs> Yeah. No, that I think works. I think that's our. I, I think well, that's, that's, our, that's the curse of the stoner world. Is that you know we're we're if we actually did everything we tried to do, no. it'd be like we'd be back into 1989 or something like that, or 1990. I'd be still still stuck on that first big giant thing I thought I was going to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it is like the. If you if you actually like sometimes I go through like all my old composition notebooks and I'm like oh shit what was I thinking when I designed this or was talking to people about that like and then I read what I wrote I'm like man they must no wonder they called me crazy <laughs> fuck <laughs> so so uh, back in the day how did you even like even though I'm obviously doing this completely the reverse way but um, what was your initial I'm sure I asked this also on the last show but I don't remember but what was your initial input into this cannabis world of growing side of it all like not not just the smoking side, but the actual growing. Man, you know, I just, you know, I got on the internet, I think, in 2011 and just wanted to learn, you know. I, I was having the, the problems everybody else has, you know, when you're when you're learning how to grow. And, uh, the, you know, the main the main uh, cultivar over here at the time was a Thunderfuck cut that I'd gotten years before, and it just kind of been... Uh, mm-hmm you know, in the Northwest, and he had friends at the University of Washington, and, you know, I was lucky enough to, you know, get, get like, the 87 hash plant, and nice. and the black from over there, and, and something called Speedway, another one they did, and, uh, you know, I had friends in Normal and whatnot, and, uh, you know, I just basically started selling dime bags for a friend, man, and, and moved up the ladder to the point where I, you know, took over the house that I had been buying all this pot from from all these years so you know at that point you know I was just kind of a you know hobby grower and whatnot and then the uh construction market you know the housing market fell you know a a decade ago you know started to anyway and me and all my friends lost their jobs and you know all our toys that we'd been you know building up all these years and whatnot and you know, it became a necessity to to live type of thing. You know, like mm-hmm. it did with so many construction people, and uh, we got linked up with uh, Exotic Genetics at the same grow store, uh, uh, Waterworks Hydroponics, and and you know, we just kind of guys that would talk at the counter and whatnot, and right. we eventually you know went in on a room and whatnot, and uh, you know, at the time you know we were growing, you know. 
we were growing a lot of the, the the classics, man. Old Dutch Passion, Blueberry, and the and the Hog, and and uh, Purple Diesel, and the Thunderfuck, and Super Lemon Haze, and you know all the all that kind of stuff. And uh, we were sitting around scratching our heads at just the the price of these packs coming up from California, you know. And we're going, man, you know, th- this is just as good as what we have here. You know, what in the hell can we do? And he had already been breeding uh, for a year or two, but just kind of didn't, didn't put it out there, you know. So, you know, it just became a mission to uh, to get get it out there. And, you know, I was slinging packs all over, all over Washington and whatnot and preaching the good word. And, you know, you eventually got in on those uh, Starfighter auctions over at uh, THC Farmer and picked up a pack for 2100 bucks. And uh, they, the beans actually never made it to him from Spain, and he had to get a hold of Alien. And the Alien ended up giving him uh, a 30 pack instead of 15. And he found two extremely resinous plants uh, the number 29 and the number 30. And so, you know, if, if, if logic wouldn't have, you know, yeah, sent those wrong or whatever, who, who knows where we'd be. But, right. uh, you know, he's, he's done awesome, you know, hmm. I just, you know, worked with him for a few years after that and, you know, sat on the forums and paid my dues and made my own crosses and just kind of, you know, put in the numbers on them and whatnot. And, well, yeah, exotic you know, is kind of exotic's definitely right now, uh, hot commodity. So it's good, good, good guy to be hanging out at the counter with. Yeah. So that's always, you know, you could have gone the other way, right? You could have been hanging out with a guy who had all the spider mites and, like, <laughs> gave you some clones and, like, oh, killed all your yeah. crops early on. You'd be like, dude, what are these things? Yeah. Oh, those are these new russet mites that no one's had yet. Everybody's I'm the first, buying them. I'm the first guy <laughs> in the whole world with them. You, know, you can share them with all your friends. I wanted you to have these. Uh, <laughs> I, I will say that about X. He is very clean, and I, I had... When we started setting up my room, uh, I had a bunch of other plants going in a back bedroom, and he walked through there in passing one day and looked at it, and he was like, you know, what the fuck do you got going on in there, man? Made me take everything out of there and put mm-hmm. it right in the driveway and burn it. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, man, no bugs, no nothing, yeah. you know, nothing, you know, nothing, nothing, and you know, it's it's been that way since, man. It's you know been a task, but you know mm-hmm. he uh, he has a really good eye, man. He can really spot traits well and just really pick winners. You know, he's 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 had a great run. Yeah, no, we'll obvious. continue to do so. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, and then you guys are doing some collabs. Or are you doing any collabs with anybody else? Uh, you know, I'm, uh, I've just been kind of playing that one by ear. Uh, there's a guy, green team genetics. I really like, and he's been wanting to do some stuff. I'm going to probably throw a few cuts his way and, you know, see what, see what he can do from his end on them and whatnot. You know, I have no problem, you know, collabs, whatnot. That's all, that's yeah. all good fun. You know, there, there's enough stuff out there, man. You know, everybody can pick their little niche and go at it. You know, the, the so. repetition part is the only thing that gets me, you know. Yeah. You know, and there's, there's only so many purple punch crosses you can make or whatever, you know. Right. Yeah, and I mean, I always so, try to just keep it unique as much as possible. And if you yeah. find the people that like what you're yeah. doing, then and, and you like what you're doing, that's the main thing. That's the most important part. If you're not happy with what you're doing, then then 
shouldn't think anybody else will be because there's people out there who don't give a fuck. You know, I mean, they're just like yeah. whatever, making just making it. And it's like it's not very, you know, it's not very repetitive. It's good enough for good for repeat business. And that, that was my whole thing in Amsterdam. Was like we had a like you know brick and mortar store. We'd be there. We're like you know, I think from that point on, there's very you know there's a couple companies that did it, and then it's hard work because it's retail and mm-hmm. sucks. But you also were like doors open every day, and so kind of felt like that was the most honest way to do it because yeah. people could call you and that's cool too but for the most part if you have a f- store where they bought them they can come back and talk we'll to talk you to and you, you get like that feedback going that loop and oh, that's awesome and man. you know and nowadays it's nobody really has that everyone has oh they meet at the show and everybody's yeah people travel from another state drive it back and, and you, then get, you never talk to that person ever again and there's some you know and we just know all the like i was saying earlier it's just like whenever there's something like that you know all the bullshit that can happen so you know that you see how the companies that like like Leo, who we had earlier, you know, he can sell a seven hundred dollar pack, and he can yeah. sell a fucking all of them in four minutes. You know, I mean, like, whoa, seven hundred bucks a pack—that's fucking a lot of money. No, no big deal because those guys all know that they're gonna get beautiful plants and they grow outdoors anyway in their NorCal. So, yeah. seventy bucks—not a bad investment. You know, yeah. <laughs> you got fifteen pounds or whatever. So For seventy like dollars. You know, they're well, a little bit more goes into that, but you know, there's definitely the value for money there, but also the reputation. Yeah. Got to build it. Takes a long time, and it keeps the strains at bay from uh, the regular people who just have fifty to sixty dollars for that pack, and uh, it, it allows for those better growers who are willing to take that kind of project on and, and run with it the right way. Well, yeah. And back in the day, I, when I worked at Sensi, I was always like, I first went in there and I said, "Man, these fucking things are expensive," and I like walked out, <laughs> and then like about I don't know three months later, I was working there. And so I realized the whole hustle of the fucking telling people what the fuck's going on is like, why? And then, you know, realized like right away they got, they bought Neville's collection. So like all of a sudden I was like, oh shit, you know, Mm -hmm. this is some epic weed right here. And then all of a sudden the quality was there and it was like, oh yeah, that was a lot easier. Because when they first, when I first worked for them, their stuff was a little more, it was like they had the Shiva Shanti one and two and purple ravi and all these like weird and all named after his kids oh, so i was like this yeah. is like oh, this is all nev- this is all the guy's name of his daughters and his son and like so all the weed was afghan based and it was nice but it wasn't like the northern light number five and all the shit that fucking neville had yeah. you know? i mean neville just killed it killed it, with all <laughs> it was like all of a sudden everything went like whoa that's killed. 10 times better than it was um so it was kind of cool to be there during the mix you know what i mean yeah. At the same time, all the Americans that came over were the ones that were more. I always was like, how the more isolated they were, the more interesting they were as far as their genetics went. Because then they'd be like, as long as they didn't order anything from Holland, because that just fucking killed the whole. (laughs) Like everything was like, oh, that's like our last year's weed. Yeah, (laughs) we can't go for that. (laughs) And your and then uh, did you have any other kind of land race stuff ever over the years, or did you ever play around with that, or just kind of went with more? Things that were already hybrid. You know, I, I, you know, I more went for the hybrid stuff that I couldn't get my hands on. You know, I mm-hmm. mean, I mean, coming onto the scene late. You know, yeah, I was gonna say when you're late, you, you got no time to too, fuck around. Too apt to throw you a, a VA cut or whatnot. So mm-hmm. it's like, well, you know what? Fuck it. You know, I smoked it. I liked it. You yeah. know, I'm just gonna get as close as I can. You know. Uh, but you know, I I, I like I, I did a, a a seed refresh for Karma Genetics about four years ago on uh, on reefers uh, reefer man's pure Burmese uh-huh. uh, 
I still have a bunch of those I've been meaning to get into, but you know, I did the Burma berry first, which is, you know, the pure Burmese to uh shishka berry mm-hmm. and you know, ran that a little bit and found a few good plants that I'm you know, still holding on to really nice peach, Fino, uh, hundred percent, hundred percent indica. This thing is just short and squat and flowers fast, uh, and just reeks of peach. So I, you know, I kind of like having that around and whatnot. Uh, you know, I played with arowana for a while, but you know, just just uh, yeah, I'm I'm kind of an opportunist. You know, I can't I can't uh, you know pick thirty seeds up and say, okay, I'm going to breed with this. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm more it's it's I'll pop thirty of this and forty of this and you know a hundred of this and hope for the best. You know, any time I've ever tried to plan anything out, it's just never gone my way. So I'm just more the type that uses this utilizes his his best player he has at the moment you know versus you know i saved the land led the land race stuff for when i can actually have a field and Mm -hmm. put them out there and do it right you know yeah for sure i mean indoors like it's it's i I literally uh kind of like popped some stuff recently and i was like why did i even do that because they're going in i should have just waited to let those go outside because they're all those um mullenbibby madness and those things are like Fifteen, oh, wow. 18 foot tall plant like bamboo they go just straight the fuck up you know what i mean so i already seen them right out of the gate like whoa those are gonna be monsters we're gonna do the hell of a time now why, why did they even do that but you know you have to live with your mistakes sometimes i guess but we'll see. yeah you wanted a challenge yeah. adam i guess so that's why i mean i just thought big plants i was like oh well, those would be big and then later on then you saw it and you're like oh shit those are gonna be ridiculous i've done like, it too many times ridiculous well, cool. Um, I think we're gonna wind down. Uh, you got a direct. Awesome, you got yeah. a direct. You got a direct uh, website or any kind of fa- Instagram or Facebook kind of link that you want to throw. Instagram out there? is is running with lightning. Uh, yeah, I'm on there. You know, from time to time. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm on pretty much most of the forums uh, as Thunderfudge. Uh, Instagram running with lightning. No Facebook or anything. I keep it pretty quiet. Gotcha. And then uh, you're going to be doing some drops at, at the Emerald Cup, or are you going to be kind of before that, or what, what's your schedule? Uh, man, you know, I'm just rocking Super Lemon Haze BX1 crosses out right now and mm-hmm. testing a bunch of Fire Alien strawberry stuff. Uh, you know, I like the old with old with new, you know. I mm-hmm. like to, to take the AF, I have like the AF pack and Oregon Kids old short uh you know, quick pheno of blackberry and whatnot, uh, stuff mm-hmm. like that. You know, I like to hit them with the, the fire alien strawberry and right. alien alien five at. So we'll see what happens with those, man. They're they're coming out really nice, man. You know, uh, uh, but I'm uh, just sitting back and testing. You know, sure. uh, sour Larry Pebble F twos and uh, that would have the fruity Pebble BX one in there as well. Uh, that was the three males to three females, uh, F2. And then I took the best male and, you know, hit some of the popular stuff, Sherbert and the white. And I have a really nice, uh, Wi-Fi chem that, that's nine weeks, man. OG. It looks, looks like an OG, but it just has that unmistakable chem funk. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, playing with that stuff, but I, I, I'm thinking about going down to the, the the cup though definitely cool checking out the invitational and whatnot gotta do it yeah well that's i mean we're gonna definitely get you involved on that and i think this year the format because uh 
you know, I didn't give Hazel any shit about it because, of, you know, I already do anyway, generally. But uh, we were trying to do the Adzi officially there, but they won't let us do it as an official thing because they only accept outdoor weed. And I'm like, no, our people are going to be bringing indoor weed mostly. And uh, and that, that's just because we've got people from all over the fucking country coming or not coming from NorCal. You know what yeah. I mean? It's not like every single person's from NorCal. Yeah. And so... Um, they were like, no, they were like, they held their ground hard. I was like, wow. Like, all right, you know, how about I just do it? <laughs> and then the we don't, Adam you have nothing to do with it. Cause the whole deal in the beginning was I was hoping that they were going to give me like 50 tickets so I could give them out to people and then save people money and make yeah. them come in. But I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. All right. If what we'll do is if you're in the corral of seeds here now, then you're already like, you know, he wants everybody who wants to get involved to get involved. That way it's like kind of like a challenge against the, the big boys. You know what I mean? So people who come in can bring two ounces. Cool. And then anybody can come. There's two days. And I'm going to put the word out for the next fucking two months. So I'm sure we'll get a bunch of people coming through and feeling like the And we'll nice. just do it like a head-to-head just like we do. And then try to get as many squeezed in on one day as possible. And it'll be like kind of like... You know, arm wrestling of weed because it's just like That'll keeps going until it's one left. And, indoor know. fights outdoor. In yeah, but whatever. Over yeah, you the can bring, top. It, it's always yeah. exactly it's over the top <laughs> ridiculousness. But it's also the idea of <laughs> it's hazes versus OGs versus indoors versus yes. outdoors. There's no weight class and there's no fucking like uh, sativa indica bullshit because we know that doesn't even make sense <laughs> anymore. Yeah. So we just like. Your weed no versus kid. my weed. Two men enter, one man leave. Boom, bam! You come in, you're out. I'll and, be the ref, and we'll do it live. So it'll be fun. So that that start getting awesome, ready, start getting your lemons ready, and then I'll be I'll be the ring we'll guy. Be bored, like, yeah, get your thing ready. Boom! It's gonna be fun, fun shit. So all right, cool. Awesome. Um, see you there, and uh, thanks for coming on the show. And anytime you want right, to jump guy, on, if you got care. anything happening, just give us a give us a fucking shout. It was a pleasure, man. Talk to you soon. Bye. Right on, man. Awesome. Take care. All right, man. Thanks. So you guys All stuck right. around for the whole show. I'm amazed. Yeah. You guys, guys sweated out. You guys are nerds. Wow. We are. We're, we're just. <laughs> oh, we're super like, dark. I mean, <laughs> honestly, I'm over nerdy. here like sniffing essential oils and stuff, yeah. stuff, just like trying to follow along. Oh. You, know, you guys are like really high level educator uh, types. Well, yeah, he likes to talk a lot, me too, so we sound like we know what we're talking about. Yeah, it <laughs> sounds it, good. It sounds, it sounds good. really no, impressive. We're, we're, we, we know what we like, and we take and we, we and the thing is, we've been through the whole bullshit of like, wow, this is going to take forever to ever make money, but in this we both, yeah, that's something and, that we and, realized. And, a long and so time we're ago. not like the short term guys who think we're going to kill it because I even like stopped caring at a certain point. I'm like, you know what? People throw all these things at you, and I'm like. But I think now that the hemp time has come, it's sort of like yes. shit's, we're going to have a whole bunch of material to work with. So hopefully you and I will be doing lots of cool shit yes. that we can talk about on shows that were more real <laughs> instead of just hypothetical. Which and is if anybody out there uh, listening or who listens later uh, ends up having questions about hemp or legislation or mm-hmm. what it is that uh, our firm or our partnership here as well does, uh, please reach out to us. My email address is jesse lopez here at gmail.com. And Jesse is spelled with just an E, so J E S S E, no I. Jesse lopez here at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have any questions, concerns, or uh, you want to know more about hemp or like how to get involved, reach out to us right now is the time. Yeah, things are going to, I mean, they're, they're harvesting now, which is great. You know, things are going to be like, yes. oh, what do we do with all this stuff? So now we're going to have that sort of another year or two of that, and there's going to be a lot of growing pains, but there's going to be, like, a couple smart people roll through. I mean, even does, like, pelletizing it. Yeah. It's just, like, it's already, like, 
worth the investment. You get that pelletizer, you go down, you start buying all the hemp up and start pelletizing it, and then you got yourself a product to put into a bag, and you go like, dude, put that in your fucking stove and see what happens. And they're like, oh my God, it works better than my normal shit. And it's like, yeah, and it's fucking weed, bro. <laughs> and then they're like, oh my God. Yeah. So it's, like, it's that easy. Just like apply it in the right way, and you can actually make a shitload of money, I think. Yeah. The next there, of it is, the, the possibilities with this plan are so endless mm-hmm. in... Uh, fabricating, manufacturing, all the other stuff. So uh, everybody who's got an idea, it's a valid point right now. Yeah, it is. And the thing is, even if you don't know it, you might figure it out later. Like, oh, well, actually, yeah, there is a way. Because, I mean, I I use a lot of your... uh, Because that original thing I tried to put together, and then I didn't go do it, and then I actually used it a couple times after the fact, refined it and buffed it up a little Mm -hmm. bit. But, I mean, it was basically about the batteries, like we were talking about, Mm -hmm. about graphene and about just the applications that are being used that are pretty mind-blowing as far as, you know, 3D-printed houses and yeah. smart shit that you're like, okay, this is, like, real shit. that like, doesn't even seem like a big deal anymore because three years ago you were like, 3D printer, it's got a thing, and you're yeah. trying to explain it, and now it's just like, there 3D printers, buy them at Walmart, whatever. And now they're they're like, building they're entire every... panels that snap together and can build a house. And, and everybody's all like, oh, that doesn't do metal? I'm f- what kind of 3D printer is that? Like, before... Can you make jewelry? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> all the <laughs> little can things. do anything you want. But I mean, that's the crazy part is like now, they've even got glass one that they've mm-hmm. figured out. I'm like, damn, that's getting to the point where we're like, so we can make anything in metal, glass, you know, all these different comp- components. And we don't need anybody working, just uh, actuators mm-hmm. and filament. It's the craziest shit. And hemp is such a good you know, medium for that, too, because it's like all of a sudden they, like, when you use it, you're like, oh, wait, this shit, it's kind of like hash, where if you take two pieces of hash and it's the same hash, you just warm it up a little bit, and it's now it's one piece of hash. Yes. Same thing with the hemp, where it's like if it's done right, the, the, the texture is perfect, like that guy from uh, Green... Something the one I was telling you about this papers Green Grow. Oh, Green Grow, yeah, yeah, Green yeah. Grow paper guy. He was in plastic, and his stuff was like smooth and like powder coated and looked, you know, it was beautiful. And it was like, damn, that's even nicer than it was. Well, a when year we talk ago. about hemp, like people go, well, it could be plastic, uh, hemp plastic. People go, well, like, oh, so we got to like transition all of plastic. No, you keep the same machinery, you keep the same system, and everything mm-hmm. else. The only difference is the solution that you buy, the actual like powder solution that goes mm. into the process yeah. is a different product. That's uh-huh. all we're doing here when we transition some companies from their current modern state to what their future state will be and more sustainability capabilities as well. Well, you know what? We're going to really try to get Jesse to focus on speaking publicly about certain topics and well, just like kind of in the educational way. So I'm sure you, you know, you'll be involved at some step along the way soon. Slap him around. Absolutely. I can't, <laughs> I can't do it without this guy. So. No, because, I mean, the thing is, it's also, like we said, is it's the time just because of the fact that there's going to be like now solutions to the stream of where the shit comes from because that's always the biggest problem it's like so where are you going to get this hemp from and it's like well people are going to grow it and it's like oh who are you going to get to grow it now got plenty of people that want to grow it now they also want to know where it's going to go and that's we, we also saw that bottleneck coming up years ago and I've sat at tables with people who have the money and they've just been like yeah it's, it's like 50 to 100 million just to be like the guy you know what I mean yeah. after that you can like You'll make that in a couple of years, and oh, a couple of years. And I was like, well, yeah, there's no, you know, yeah, there's not no, tomorrow. <laughs> there's no model yet. I mean, it literally might take three years for, to turn a profit, but you'll be at that point where you're the only guy still, and you're mm-hmm. bigger than ever, and all your reinvestments are covered. You know, it's all of this show. It's yeah, all of this yeah, show. It is. We got another whole show. Whole so, show. but it's nice seeing you guys in town, and obviously, we're going to try to get you. If, if, 
yeah, we could have apartment upstairs. And yeah, you know. Just like the ninth guy who said he's going to get one. I mean, it happens every, yeah, if you, you get a place, nah. She's been looking, so we, she may end up having to get a company place out here for us. I think and, it'd be good. I think sure it'd, be, a, it'd be a great fit. We could be on the show daily. You could get your own show. You could be, right. be on my network. Yeah. You guys are funny. Well, uh, real quick, if anybody wants to catch me in Arizona, I will be at the Southwest Cannabis Expo at the Sol Union booth. It's one of our products that we do. This is a neem product that has no oil whatsoever on it. So check us out. Uh, Sol Unim, it's a, it's a really cool uh, opportunity for you to keep your organic farm organic. And that's what date is that show? Uh, like... It is the 13th and 14th of October, so okay. it's like next weekend sometime. Like Everything's next weekend. Like, they they like booked like five different shows in that same weekend. I know. I was gonna say, how is, I was supposed to be in Maine, and mm-hmm. then I'm supposed to be there. So yeah. I think I'm going there. Yeah. Well, I'll be there. So okay. there we go. It'll be the hot spot. Yes, sir. The hot spot. You'll be there too, obviously. No, I have no? trips to go on to. Yeah. Really? She'll be yeah. at a cancer thing, okay. I believe. Uh, right? Or in Sedona for a TED talk. That's right. Oh, that sounds cool. Mm-hmm. Way better than our talk. TED talk. No, real you guys is totally like, like a TED, TED talk. talk. A for real. Real talk of real stuff, not just like a stoner, guys. Now, I, I would love to do a TED talk. I would do fine. We will make that happen. We'll crush we'll that. Do it, yeah. They'll do the TEDx anyway. We'll, we'll, be, we'll be real. We don't TED. need TED talk. We'll have tap talk. It'll there be te- exactly. Oh yeah. shit! No, no one will get sued on that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly the same. Tap X talk. Yeah, exactly. Tap X. Tap X. All right. Well, big shout out to beautiful ICC who is upstairs making lots of noise with Nick I'm sure because Nick was I can hear him now he's quiet I think they're gone right yeah, yeah. they're on their way home <laughs> uh, I'll be back there cook din dins um, shout out to Ace uh, shout out to the boys shout out to everybody who listened to the show and uh, we'll be on next week and in two weeks let's see next week I'm not sure I know we have the punk guy I'm not 100% sure of everybody else but in two weeks I got sub cool uh, on the show which is going to be interesting because uh it was one of those weird, like, hey, you guys have never been on the same show. And it's like, no, not really. We kind of had some weird beef back in the day. But I guess it's all, that was never, it was just an illusion. Yeah. We're going to find out what that beef was. Nice. They made a song about me, so there was a little beef there. That's so funny. Uh, yeah, it was like, I was in a, I was actually in a sort of Eminem remix of I gotta see this. Blowing Smoke in Adam Dunn's face. I don't know. We'll figure it all out. It's, it's cool. I don't give a shit. I'm always about it. Floyd I'm going to go on their shit. show, too. So we're going to, it'll be like a... I have to come up with some. Re- I have to make my own song. Oh, they'll be. Able. I'll come up with the. Beatbox. <laughs> I'll beatbox the whole thing. For okay, there you go. Right. Even better. We'll go. We'll go cheap. So two weeks sub cool on the show. That'll be dope. Um, and then I'm not sure next week, but we'll. I think it's actually a pretty uh, crazy month. That's for sure. We know Girl that. Life, maybe. Oh, Grow Life. There you go. See, because Grow Life is supposed to be on this week, so definitely Grow Life. But there's gonna be some more guests, and we, we we'll, we'll mix it up. See you guys next week. Thank you for listening. Thank Later. You Practically every one of the top 40 records being played on every radio station in the United States is a communication to the children to take a trip, to cop out, to groove. The psychedelic jackets on the record albums have their own we don't want you to smoke genetically modified ganja. We want you to smoke the real thing. We want you to smoke the natural herb. Some call it marijuana. Some call it sensimedia. Some call it lamb's bread. And some people call it... Ganja.